In Your Element is made just for you, the listener. If you enjoy the podcast, consider visiting patreon.com slash inyourelement and supporting at the $1 level or above to receive all future episodes early and ad-free. Gain a Patreon-exclusive role in the In Your Element Discord server, where you can hang out and chat with myself and other elementalists, be eligible for giveaways, attend patron hangouts, and more. Now, on to the show. Welcome to episode 24 of In Your Element, a gaming podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Adler. Today, I'm joined by my guests, Matt Jeffrey and Adrian Espinoza. How are you guys been lately? Yeah, all good, bro. How you been? Been good, man. It's been a uh, it's been a little bit since we've chatted uh, formally on the podcast. How's everything been over there? Um, cold winter, the, yeah. the usual the usual thing, man. The usual thing. Same stuff. Yeah, we're we're still going through that winter thing over here too. It's been freezing ass cold here. Not as bad as it's been in other parts of the U.S. where it's like negative, crazy temperatures. Like uh, Chicago. Yeah, my sister's in New York right now. She lives there and uh, she's like, I can't believe how cold it is. Like every day she's sending pictures and it's just everything's frozen. Like uh, and we're just, we're, you know, we're over here like still able to rock shorts, which is like pretty good. So that is, that is outrageous. I've literally <laughs> forgotten, I've forgotten what shorts look like. Like what's going on? I just like, I, I don't even own shorts at this point. <laughs> There's no point. This is wasting yeah. money. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm I'm just permanently in shorts year round, and I I'm I don't know I just I feel like jeans are just like not my thing. I look too short in jeans, be, so that must be like an incredible experience to be able to wear shorts like 365 days a year. <laughs> For the most part, yeah. I mean, yeah, even even, even when it's super cold, like I'll 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 throw a sweatshirt on, but you like, just need I'll the tube socks and that shorts and that uh yeah, like just. <laughs> That just like substitutes for you. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like <laughs> pants, you know, just like socks that merge into shorts. That works. Amazing. <laughs> Adrian, how you been lately, dude? Good, good. Very busy, but you know, it's, it's a very good thing. So it's been pretty I hear, I hear you got a, an album coming out soon. I do. Probably in the next two weeks, it should be. Once it's done getting mastered, it should be out in the world. Yeah, and then, you know, playing a lot of games. Just yeah. got a new computer. Everything's uh everything's coming together slowly but surely. Looking up, yeah, nice man. What have you guys been playing lately? I have been well. The last two days, I've been rinsing the hell out of Apex Legends. Oh well, yeah, today or today and yesterday. Yeah, yes. dude, that is a polished game. It oh, is, dude. Okay, Matt. I, yeah, I, since we haven't talked yet, uh, I mean, I personally feel like it is amazing that that game is free. Like I feel oh, like yeah. it should cost something. Yeah. Both yeah. mats in this case. Like, oh yeah, I really yeah, feel yeah, yeah. it should cost something. It's crazy. Dude, yeah. I think I think they're working on that Titanfall money because Titanfall Two was like it, super. It, it, it did really well, and the first one did really well. Yeah. yeah. So I'm kind of thinking, I think they had the budget, if I'm honest, to make oh, yeah. to make a great game, and which is I great. Think, exactly and i think they've opened it up they've made the game super interesting enough so it is free to play and you but but it's not pay to win oh I yeah i think that, no I know it, um, it's all cosmetics I believe it's it's, it's all win. cosmetics they believe yeah. they believe in progression right and not and not necessarily just get your wallet out you know and pay for this upgrade or pay for that upgrade in order to do better yeah um, and what's crazy is the progression is not it you can definitely take it there, but the, the progression is fairly like it welcomes you in pretty fast. Like you can unlock yeah. stuff pretty fast if you just really play yeah. the game. Yep, yeah, 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 exactly. 
I jumped in for probably about 10 matches last night just to, as my first time. And uh, yeah, like right away, I had, I think, five of the little like Apex boxes, which are like their version of a loot box uh, yeah. mm-hmm. pretty quickly. And that all have cosmetics in it. Um, it's very much like the Overwatch model. Um, I mean, yes. down to the characters, there's skins yeah. to unlock. There's skins for the guns. There's uh, emotes. There's intro like cutscene videos. There's uh, banners that you can decorate. So that's, that's, that's like that's another thing as well, like going back to the previous point about amazing how it's free like the game has a stupid amount of depth yeah like yeah and it's so really much is. depth like yeah. i was noticed like when i like the little intro menu and like just all the little menus like how fluid everything is like it's just mm-hmm. so it looks so pretty and like the game itself is like amazing to me like the map is uh-huh. for, for me like it blows blackout out oh, of yeah. the water it blows exactly. out of the water map. like any, the, the map the, uh, the map is so beautiful the, yeah the map is incredible and i love yeah. like all of like the little you know like the little electronic banners that are like hanging in like around yes. the map, showing you like who the best team is like who the best current player is like yeah. putting like that emphasis like on the best player and like giving you some kind of um what's the word i'm looking for like uh giving you some kind of like incentive it almost puts exactly. a bounty on their head like exactly. you know yeah. this, this so, is and who it's you're the going best for. when they get put down and suddenly player exactly. is fallen and they're yeah. the exactly. is fallen. oh it's so, so that's that's where i was so getting amazing. like mad hunger game vibes dude. yes yes that's exactly what i was thinking too i was night. just like what's going on here like uh, like for what right for instance like in the single third game there was one time i literally like two or three people in one go and i was all of a sudden the best player and yeah. oh, no it, shit. I, it, it was by accident like literally a cluster of people just came in i, I chucked the grenade in there and i finished them off and then yeah. all of a sudden it came over the speaker and then i looked up at like a bunch of banners and there and was my, car- my yeah. character was like right there dude and i'm just like that's Holy so sick shit. i'm like Holy so shit, cool. man. like yes. i'm gonna get i'm gonna be hunted like this is this is wild like yeah it's funny that uh, it's it's funny that the, the battle royale games. I mean, uh, when they first really cropped up uh, heavily a, a couple years ago with PUBG, there were so many uh, comparisons to the Hunger Games because that's essentially what that plot was, which ripped from yeah the Japanese movie Battle Royale, right? Um, so uh, yeah, it's funny that we've kind of come completely full circle into something that really feels like the Hunger Games, um, really to an extent, especially with these like hot zones where there's prime loot. It's very much like in the the books and well, the and then and then like the the premise of the game is that because it takes place in the same like Titanfall universe, but obviously you're not in the military. This is like a straight up like this is a game that you are participating in with other people. Yeah, and you guys are known yeah. to be the champions, so right. it's supposed to be like the best of the best. And so it, it it quite literally is a hunger game. Like they, it's not just like in in like uh, PUBG or Battle Royale where you just like people are dropping like this is like no we want you to realize that you're in a game and yeah uh, which is cool because it plays into the narrative that's why if you if you if somebody dies you actually can bring them back because they're not legitimately dead right Uh, it's super meta it's like a very meta battle royale and then (laughs) yeah it really is i was getting that vibe for sure yeah the the biggest thing about this game is um like obviously the quality is is unreal and down to the little things right the little things are what kind of boost quality more than anything and it's so cool how little things like whatever equipment you take out there's an there's like an animation for it no matter mm-hmm. what uh anything that you do your character that specific character will speak it right like 
Mm-hmm. Anything you point something out, oh, there's not this over here. Or if you're down, if you're really far from the circle, you'll he'll straight up say, Yo, we're far, we need to move, or anything. Yeah, yeah, like, all those the whole things. that whole, um, like smart com system is amazing. Yeah, it is, it is like being able to ping stuff. Oh, being that's my dream. To, like, being yeah. able to like just play the game, like with two random dudes in your team and you've never met before, you don't even need to speak to them. Mm-hmm. You don't like, you don't even need to put the mic on, put it away. And then you can just like yeah, mm-hmm. just call out call out commands, and everything's just so simple and easy. Mm-hmm. Like the 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 whole the like the button system is is fantastic. I think right, what is amazing to me about this game the most is they must have been working on this for a couple of years, yeah, okay, yeah, for sure, at least, mm-hmm. and and they've just literally dropped it. Like there was no leak, there was no nothing. Like they, no one had any idea. Yeah, they did. They did um, as close to like a shadow drop as you can get. They did have streamers uh, play it. They had like kind of a streamer get together deal that was off the record where they got to kind of test it out beforehand. And then they all kind of started tweeting out that there's this new game that they've been playing that's going to be coming out soon. Or even I think a couple of streamers uh, tweeted out that it would be out on Monday. And then they slowly started to leak this imagery for this game. Uh, but they did already uh, display the title of Apex Legends, so we we had an idea, and then uh, and then of course the the reveal on Monday. That stream uh, yeah. was about fifteen minutes long, just kind of intro to the characters, uh, intro to like the game mechanics themselves, without going too in depth. Um, just kind of nice overview, which was uh was very cool. I'll tell you one thing though, the one thing I noticed straight away when I was doing the tutorial with that was it the Bloodhound character that takes you through mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like opening all the crates and stuff like that. The one thing it made me think of was how much I really need Borderlands Three, dude. Oh man, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It has a huge. Uh, I was, I was just like, he opened up the crate and like I was just how like the weapons and armor and everything is like lined yeah. up in the crates. It's I was so like, similar. Oh, I was like, no. Yeah. Even the animation game is is a slightly more realistic version. It of is Borderlands. Uh-huh. slightly, it slightly more. Exactly, yeah. Slightly cleaner, like cell shading and things like mm-hmm. that. Like the design is very similar. The aesthetic is is very similar. That's yeah, the cool and thing yeah. is like you know it's you know clearly that this is like in the Titanfall universe. Like clearly, if you've ever played, yeah, the first one or the second yeah. one, you're gonna see it right away. But it's weird how you knew that they wanted this game to be more fun. Like the mm-hmm. whole point of this game is it's more fun. It's a little bit more goofy. Titanfall obviously is a lot more serious, so they even do yeah. that with the style. They make you know, like right away, like, oh yeah, this is Titanfall. But at the same time, you're like, well, this is kind of different, though. And part of that that reason being, I believe, is the style. It makes it feel just naturally more like, oh, this is fun looking. I think yeah. like that. I think um, I think they're on a bit of a wave now because Titanfall two for me was that was the best first person shooter that year. Yes, that's why I was so excited when I realized it was it was respawn because Titanfall yes. two is top five in the last like four or five years mm-hmm. games i've ever played it, like in in terms of, it, in terms it, of the last it was amazing mm-hmm. it was wow. very very it was very very good because like because titanfall one didn't really take off i think as much as they had anticipated yeah yeah i think it was, an, it was it was, it was xbox one exclusive player. right well it's on pc also but yeah it was xbox one sure. exclusive. there was no that was really one of the first games that that stripped a campaign away and was just simply multiplayer which turned a lot of yep. people off too yeah well, and then and to then, kind of like like push that as well, like their campaign was what I love so much about it. Even though like I was also amazingly good at multiplayer. I don't know how, but I was like ridiculously good at it, mainly because of that grapple hook and a few mm-hmm. things. But uh, 
the campaign is what I love so much about Titanfall 2. That was yeah, yeah it was it was I very was so good. invested into it. It yeah. was very good. They're, like they managed to create good. yeah, they, they just got you super invested uh, in, in, the, in the story. Yeah, and the game the gameplay itself is why I fell in love with it. The second I, I played the demo, I was like, I'm all in this game. It the movement felt so surreal. It's still like my favorite game in terms of movement and like yeah, mobility. It's very fluid and what they yeah. look like all of it. It's it's absolutely amazing. And so when I found out it was respawn, I was so excited, especially when I realized that this was in the Titanfall like yep. room or universe, whatever. It's in that canon somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's very interesting. I guess it takes place after the events of Titanfall 2. Uh, and it sounds like there's still, there was a, a story that I read earlier today that they're, they're still working on something. Before. They're working on something Titanfall related, but they did confirm mm-hmm. it's not Titanfall 3. So it's not a game. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see yeah, what he, happens. That's what the dev said. He's like, we we want to show off something related to Titanfall. I'm just repeating yeah. what he said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's, it's exciting. It sounds like they've got plans to support this for years. So. Um, it sounds like March is going to be the first season that drops. So similar to um, uh, Fortnite and uh, yeah. Call of Duty Blackout, you know they're adding and seasons. I was, in. And I would yeah. say that if if Apex Legends if it kicks off like it has done the last day, mm-hmm. I mean with with yeah. all the people yeah. that are playing it, yeah, I think it has the potential to be like really special this game. Yeah, oh, I, I truly hope it does because I, I yeah I, I was so worried the, after. I think uh, this is the first like big Fortnite competitor. I mean, blackout. I so. Blackout was good, but I think the premium price tag put a lot of people out of the equation simply because and it I, cost sixty. Well, I feel exactly. like it isolates itself into like a different form. I feel like yeah, it, does, it does because I, I think, and also, and I also think Call of Duty that they're not really trying to compete with Fortnite. If I'm honest, exactly right. Like they, yeah. they, they are, they are like their own beast. Like, they know yeah. they got their audience. That's not going to exactly. Yeah. Yeah, they, know they can put Call of Duty price tag and people are gonna buy exactly. it. Exactly. Right. Call of Duty fans, they're gonna buy Call of Duty games, but yeah. they might not necessarily buy a Fortnite game. Exactly. Whereas, yeah. whereas Fortnite players might give Apex Legends a try. Well, especially uh, like, if you yeah, go free, is... you can sit down and be like, oh, so which one am I gonna pick? Because I can yeah, pick exactly. one. Well, exactly. What another interesting point about Blackout is, you know, yeah, it was a sixty dollar game. It came out last year. What's going to happen this year? You you expect they're going to put out another Call of Duty Probably. game? Is that going to have its own, you know, new battle royale mode? Are they going to continue Probably. supporting Blackout? Or are they going to jump ship and move to this other one? Whereas these other games are free, but they're modeled around this evolving world like Fortnite that adds different things, that adds different seasons. You're not buying a completely different skew for that. You're just keeping the same base game, and they're uh, adding on and evolving it. So it'll be interesting to see their history. If you're just going by the history, then more than likely they're going to come out with another game, and it's going to have oh, yeah. separate. I'm, I'm almost we've... certain it's it. They're they're probably still going to you know the blackout servers are still going to be live, but most of the players are going to jump to whatever the next Call of Duty game is, and if they feature a battle royale mode, that's going to be where the players move to. Blackout's going to yeah. be pretty non-existent. I mean, if you look back and go back to an older Call of Duty game from two three years ago, I mean you're you're not going to be able to find very many people playing on a consistent basis. It's going to be you know, pretty poor matchmaking because everyone jumps to the newest, the the newest, uh, the game. You know. Yeah, no, you're right. Makes sense. One thing yeah. is for sure, though, um, this battle now thing is not going anywhere anytime soon. Oh no, no it's not. It keeps it's, proving it's just, over and over that just people really do love it. Yeah, and they're still able to find ways to evolve it. I was so surprised at how oh, dude, different this gameplay is. I honestly think we're scratching the surface. I honestly yeah. feel like we could still do so much with it. I don't know what what could be done, but I just have this weird feeling that. 
I think it's like I think the one thing they can go really in depth with is like level design and things like that. Yeah, um, you can make obviously, it crazy if you wanted to. Exactly, yeah. Because like I was playing Apex Legends and I've I've dabbled in Fortnite a little bit. I played Blackout and um, mm -hmm. did you play those? Oh, did you play those random that random one that Cliff Blazinski made? So oh, no, no, uh, uh, Radical Heights. Radical, Radical Heights. No, so uh, I, didn't, they, didn't they shut that down already? Like it's they not did. <laughs> they did. They, it Damn. was literally, dude. It was literally online for like. It was like a couple of days. It felt like I remember I, reading I, about I, th it. I think I think it was like a week or two, if I'm honest. Yeah, yeah. And then I didn't play it, but I saw a friend play, it, and it looked kind of cool. Like the idea was cool, but yeah, um, I yeah, it just, yeah, it just shut didn't it down for yeah. a week. I think it was. Yeah, mm -hmm. I feel I feel really sorry for him. Yeah, because, I know. Um, well, what was the, what was the, him and his whole team just got yeah like, man what was the game that dude, they were working on before that actually spun off radical heights uh, uh, lawbreakers right lawbreakers, lawbreakers yeah. yes yeah yeah it was lawbreakers and um like he, look cliff cliff's got he's got great ideas like he gave us god of war uh, not god of war gears of war gears, and yeah. um gears of war exactly like one and two and three mm -hmm. and um yeah epic games obviously they've changed now but they're they're, they're killing it with fortnite so yeah, um, I'm just I'm worried about games like uh like you know what happened to Realm Royale. We were so hyped about that game. I know in our friend group that seemed like another battle royale to really compete. We but we definitely still play it. I don't think it will be like that. But it's no, they got a base. It's it's cool. it's definitely cool. It's a great idea. I like the concept of it. But uh, I mean, I honestly you, think it's in the same vein as Paladins. Is like you don't. Yeah. Okay, that's... for me, for me specifically, I don't hear much about Paladins, but yeah. I go on it. I'll go yeah. on once in once in a while, and that game is booming. Oh and yeah! In the same sense, like I go, I, me and Orion and Griggs, uh, we play Rum Royale still quite a bit, and every time we get on, like lobbies are full. And I just okay, like well, that's good. Don't talk about it as much, maybe. Yeah, I, I haven't been on it since the the alpha, and there was like hardly anyone in there at the time for obvious reasons, or you know they were testing it pretty heavily and i i haven't yeah. even gotten a full match of that game yet where there's been a, a, a full it's, lobby so it's definitely harder now because people, yeah people that do love the game are definitely into it and uh, yeah a lot harder to get wins because we used to get wins like oh yeah it was dumb like it was right it was dumb, and we felt and we knew because it was like well people aren't playing this game yet but now yeah like the last week we we played like i think two or three times uh two three nights yeah and dude it was it was hard i was like amazed i was like these guys are good i, I don't apparently people were really liking this i just think it it's just one of those games where it's like it's there and it's i don't know just another option talked about it but yeah people were really into it so it's just i don't know it's weird i just feel really bad for h1z1 that's all i kept thinking about as we were playing oh uh, yeah i feel like the ones that yeah man really apex did. legends just shits on that game so hard it, it really does it really does <laughs> like, like just look at the polish level and it's like what <laughs> i talked about like all of, all of yeah i mean all of these like, I talked about that last night. Yeah, there's not really like a level of parity. There's some of them that are just like so much better than others, and yeah, yeah. and it really shows. And eventually, the ones that probably aren't as good or don't play as well, they will just fall. And it is is sad for sure. That's the hard yeah. part. Is like that's that's like basically what I was saying last night. Like it, it's it, not to diminish or put down anybody that works on a game or makes a game because games are so freaking difficult to make. And so I respect mm -hmm. anybody that makes a game, right? But when you see something like Apex or even like Fortnite or any of those, like, I feel like, yeah, you know, those other games, like, I feel sorry. But at the same time, it's like, we should be pushing out this type of quality. Like, that's mm -hmm. 
this should mm-hmm. be the standard, man. Like, you me, me, this. and um, me, me and Matt. I'm pretty sure, actually, dude. On like the first episode that I was on, we had a conversation about mobile games. Yeah. yeah. And how much like the quality of games just get passed up on? Like they don't. I'm pretty sure they don't quality check it as much as they probably should. Right. Yeah. Uh, and these trash games are just getting put out, mm-hmm. and um, they're just not competing with these big AAA games, and um, and they and they end up just getting washed up, and that's how developers go under. Like that's how they don't right. even. That's how they don't even exist past the fiscal year. Like it. Yeah. It's yeah. it's sad, but it's a and people are getting made redundant. It's 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 a tough business. It it is definitely yeah. You've got to differentiate yourself somehow, and and I think Apex is doing a good job of kind of blending the hero shooter with a battle royale, and that's something that I mean it it feels great. I mean, uh, you know, Overwatch is still a pretty popular game. It was huge a couple of years ago. Um, uh, at least in our friend group, uh, everyone playing Overwatch, and so it feels good to have something that kind of blends something that we're all currently to into now yeah with something that's a little bit more familiar um and and you know you, you blend in a, the sci-fi world of titanfall in there too and it's it's a good mashup uh and I'm, I'm really curious to see what what happens when they drop a battle pass in there and what kind of cosmetic stuff they incentivize people with because i, I think it's gonna be wild because yeah, man. cosmetics are already really good they are yeah um, they're they're very good yeah uh, so the animations like and stuff look great dude the, it's i'm I'm so happy that the quality is the way it is, and I'm also happy that we're continuing like the Titanfall franchise because it's like mm-hmm. literally like my one of my favorites ever now. And I really was worried after Titanfall two, mm-hmm. like towards the end, I was worried like, are we going to see another Titanfall? Because like you just you didn't hear about it anymore. And so I'm super happy that that's definitely not going away. Yeah, <clears throat> awesome, dude. Well, uh, before we move on to the news, uh, I've got some housekeeping for the show. Uh, This month, I'm beginning a series of monthly giveaways that anybody can participate in. And to kick it off, I'm going to be giving out a custom In Your Element podcast t-shirt with the logo on the pocket. It's viewable now on my Instagram page if you're interested in seeing it. And enter, just make sure you're following the show on Instagram at In Your Element Podcast and on Twitter at IYE Podcast. And then follow the Discord link, which is in the show notes for each episode, or it's available on my website. Navigate to the February merch giveaway section and click the party emote button underneath the giveaway bot, and you'll be automatically entered. Uh, A winner will be chosen by random uh, by the bot in just a couple weeks. So get in there and join the giveaway. And you'll also notice another channel in the server titled February Game Giveaway. Stay tuned for that as there will be news to come soon. Before we begin, I'd like to take a moment to let you know where you can find In Your Element online. My website is at In Your Element Podcast. I'm sorry, that's uh, that's Instagram. My website is InYourElementPodcast.com. Instagram is at In Your Element Podcast. Twitter at IYE Podcast. If you enjoy the show, consider visiting Patreon.com slash In Your Element and supporting at the $1 level or above to receive all future episodes early and at free. Gain a Patreon exclusive role in the In Your Element Discord server where you can hang out and chat with myself and other elementalists be eligible for giveaways, attend patron hangouts, and more. And if you have any gang-related questions they'd like me to answer, email me at hello at inyourelementpodcast.com. I'll answer your questions on the next episode of In Your Element. So uh, to kick it off, uh, we've already pretty much been discussing this, but the biggest news to come out this week is the release of another new Battle Royale game, this time coming from the Titanfall developers Respawn Entertainment. 
The game is called Apex Legends, and it launched Monday as a free-to-play title during a live stream reveal for the game. It has already surpassed over 2.5 million players in its first 24 hours, which is incredible. And it's been at the top of Twitch the past day, as all the top streamers have jumped into play. The basic gist of the game is that there are eight different legends that you can choose from, each with their own unique abilities. This reminds me a bit of Overwatch with their colorful cast of characters. The gameplay feels very similar to pilot movement and combat in Titanfall, with a loot system similar to Call of Duty Blackout. The game is incredibly polished, and the map is beautiful. I recap the entire event over on mammothgamers.com, and will include a link uh, to that if you'd like to get a rundown of what they went over during the live stream reveal on Monday. So uh, I know we've, again, already discussed most of this uh, in the what we've been playing segment, but um, are, do you guys have any other thoughts on uh, on Apex Legends before we move to the next news story? It's hella good. <laughs> it, it, it is very good, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, 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 Please it's very it good. Please play if you haven't. <laughs> I, think, um, I think it has a massive future. I think if people just keep playing it, I think it's going to be absolutely amazing and obviously if they keep dropping the seasons in there like they do with mm-hmm. Fortnite, it's just going to keep right just yeah. give it a try you haven't that's just give it a go that's give all it a shot give it's it a free. Shot. very very good you're not losing anything maybe not time you really don't like it but you know yeah uh that's one interesting thing that that did get brought up is uh the developers did say they are working on cross play uh currently so hopefully in the near future we'll see uh, a world where sony and microsoft can play um, together again, just as they can in Fortnite and now Rocket League. Uh, one of the the kind of bummer moments, though, is that the uh, developers said that they aren't going to be able to include cross progression, which is kind mm-hmm. of a yeah. kind of a bummer because I feel with these kind of games, especially uh, um, cosmetic heavy things like that, where you're collecting and buying battle passes and stuff, uh, you want that stuff to carry over uh, to whatever platform you're playing on. And it sounds like the way that they were initially developing this game, uh, which which kind of leads to believe they've been in development for a while with this. Um, it was, it was before. PS4. Uh, no, it was just well before. PS4, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was well before the cross play, cross progression stuff that we saw uh, last year with Fortnite. So they they hadn't even built that into the foundation of the game. Then they said it wouldn't be possible to retroactively add that back in with the way that they developed the game. So kind of yeah. a bummer. It's a, uh, you know, you'll, you'll be able to play it on other platforms, but you will not be able to carry over your progression, which is a little bit of a downside, but uh, who knows? I, I really would like to see this game on other platforms, um, you know, like Nintendo Switch or um, even mobile. I don't know how that would fit on there. And even if it's scalable, because it is such a, it's a pretty high fidelity game. If you, uh, if you get in there and see it as compared to something like Fortnite, which can uh, pretty much run on any device. So be interesting to see what else they do put it on uh but but at least we've got cross play coming in the near future so you can uh definitely jump in there and play with your friends um yes. speaking yeah uh speaking of another battle royale game fortnite just set another record this past weekend but not for what you'd expect the game featured a live in-game concert with the edm star marshmallow who supposedly performed for an audience of 10 million players during the event in game this doesn't include viewership on twitch or the performance that was uploaded onto YouTube after the fact, which now has over 17 million views by itself. Uh, this 10-minute set is now technically the biggest live concert ever, surpassing the previous record held by both Rod Stewart and Jean-Michel Jarry, who both drew audiences of 3.5 million each. 
Guys, what's your take on this new in-game milestone set by the Battle Royale juggernaut? It was dope. I, th- I think uh, I think at this point, like Fortnite can do what they want, can't they? Like, yeah, it's, yeah. that was it's like such control. a bizarre. Yeah, <laughs> it just it felt like such a weird thing, but at the same time, it was like so right. Uh, and yeah, so cool. To it was so cool. It was. It felt like one of those like defining moments where you're like, man, you know how silly it is, but we're gonna look back on this like 20 years from now and go like, shit. Remember when they had like a live in-game concert, like a real live concert that that was happening in a video game and and you know who knows 20 years from now that might be the norm where everything you know uh in a world where there's going to probably be a lot more virtual reality and things like that interactive like uh interactive sponsorship interactive marketing like yeah it gave me heavy ready player one vibes dude yes heavy because think about it like 20 like like you said maybe maybe longer you know let's say like 50 years from now yeah you can be like yo bro you want to watch uh <laughs> you want to watch like a 50 year old logic concert and we can put, our, <laughs> we can put on we can put on our vrs we pay for the ticket put on our vr headset yeah like we're straight up watching a concert like it's right. dude, it's I, um, real i saw logic like three or four years ago oh yeah um yeah he came over here in uh in birmingham and um i saw That's him tight, and he was dude. he was he was really good dude Oh yeah, he, his his concerts are really cool because he's very energetic. Uh, but yeah, it was just like an example. Like I think about though about that though. You any event, not necessarily just a concert. Like you can just put on your headset and you're there. That's crazy. Well, that's, that's the whole dream with VR that really hasn't been realized yeah. yet. Like concerts, sporting events. Imagine getting like a, a basically a VR front seat ticket for you know a Lakers game or a, a football game for you over there in in the UK, Matt. Like I think row seat for one of those would be insane i think it's happening it's happening it is happening i think in the next very very much so five years because i was taught i was heard i was hearing some things about like the big tv companies over here yeah uh like uh sky and people like that Mm -hmm. uh for for the sports channels especially they've got like link up apps on gaming um gaming platforms playstation xbox and things like that they're Mm -hmm. using they're using now well, I think they will by maybe like 2021, 20, 22, maybe even 2023. 20, yeah. yeah. They're starting to use them as like, as almost like viewership now. Yeah. If you, if you wanted to sit on your sofa, stick on, stick on the headset and just watch like a full game of like football or like yeah. whatever you're, whatever you're watching. Right. That would be, that would be so cool. It only makes sense, doesn't it? Like it, it, it honestly makes logical sense that you could do that. And, realistically like it would save so much you know not having to, to go somewhere not having to worry about the seating not having to worry about you know the gas that it takes you to get there all that like right. little things are suddenly gone you don't have to worry about it now obviously it's still experience i'm not saying it's not but it's just cool to think about the fact that that's an option dude and mm-hmm. think about the ticket sales for a concert for a big profile artist or, or you a, suddenly a game so much more dude you can you can overfill that stadium now by you know 10 times or 50 times if you think about it and charge uh, a premium for those tickets for a front row seat damn dude uh, you mean, could, it's, yeah you can sell incredible. it over I mean, and how over times how many times are you are you at like a gig or like a concert or something and you're like mm-hmm. stood there with like a beer in one hand you've got like a hot dog in the other hand and you're being like pushed around and shoved around oh, yeah. by like no, totally. you know 10 like ten thousand people and you're like yeah i would rather much just like sit on my couch yeah get your own hot like, dog you know what i mean like 
huge box of popcorn. Like, let's not, yeah. mess, let's, let's not mess around here. Get some nachos on deck. Not like, paying $9 uh, for a water bottle. Like, the whole oh, shit. Dude. That's a literally, good... Literally paying, like, the venue's debts with, like, the food good prices. Because oh, yeah. food it's is mess. expensive at venues, man. I've been oh, to my God. way too many concerts and spent way too much Oh, my money. God. And those $12 beers that are, like, oh, get, no it, thanks. Dude, they're, like, they're the like seven ounces. exactly the same here. Like, we got, <laughs> Wembley, we got Wembley Stadium, right, in London. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Um, that thing was over budget, and it took, like, five years longer to build than it should have. And then we, I go there for like a match of any kind, and like the bur- like for example, a burger and beer combination is like fifteen pounds. Mm, Jesus, and I'm, nuts, and I'm just, I'm just like, you're, you're kidding me. Like, you're honestly kidding me. Like, what, what is this? But like, you do it anyway, right? Because it's what but you, you do. You do it anyway. You do it anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Because you want to get, you get soaked up into it. It's a con, isn't it? So yeah, it is. yep. yeah. they're selling that experience, dude. Exactly, man. Can't can't put a price on that. Well, I guess yeah. you can, but just really shitty. but yeah dude i uh i i was i was hyped it it really did feel like uh that Fortnite concert even though it was like a a small 10 minute set it was it was wild just to experience it with uh other players in real time and uh and he did another one later that evening that was live also which Which was was still live which was cool we didn't realize that at first we thought it was going to be like a pre-recorded one but yeah still live no because he he straight up was like yeah i hope you guys had a great night and i was like shit dude you didn't say that earlier in the day Cause it's yeah. night now. That makes well, sense. And then, and then before that, like an hour before, I was watching on Twitter, uh, like while the games were going on, like in the servers, he actually spoke, like for two seconds. It was like a little like, "Hey guys, can't wait to see you tonight." And that's when people were like, "Whoa, that's one. That's really cool." That just randomly out of nowhere. And then two, it's like if he's referring to the night, that means he must be like on tonight. Like he like he's gonna be live as well. Um, just like little things like that. It's so cool to just do that. Yeah. I, I I mean, Epic Games just continues to amaze with what they're doing with that game. I mean, you look back a year ago when it was like season three or whatever we were playing in, and it was like, right. you know, the, the same map, they hadn't changed. You know, there was a, I mean, even looking back to when like the whole rocket launch happened and like the, the sky started cracking, like that feels like it was so long ago. I feel like <laughs> that was when the game took off for me in yeah. terms of experience. Yeah. 2018, 2018 was the year, wasn't it? for yeah. fortnite yeah that was oh, the year sure. like that truly I mean, was when i feel like especially it, at like if you i mean if you go on like youtube now like every mm-hmm. single creator like the top creators it's, it's all fortnite dude you gotta have something like about um and like the game awards they were really pushing it as well didn't win best ongoing game or not uh you know i, I, remember, remember. It did. I remember i don't think it did did it not win oh wow okay. i don't you know i i i, damn, I have to look back because we definitely went through that during that episode yeah we did i cannot remember who won well, we even game. talked about that i'm pretty sure yeah. we talked about like who's gonna or we think fortnite's gonna win or yeah the other people were. i was so focused I feel like on it had to year. win uh yeah, but I, I almost i almost want to say something like overwatch one or something that was like kind of kind of out of the ordinary um i'll look it up because i'm curious now but um but yeah i i really think the moment that it took off was uh the ninja and drake like that was kind of like the pinnacle oh, yeah. Fortnite. Yeah. like that really brought it into like the the cultural zeitgeist for like people that did drake? understand drake? what yeah what drake's playing a video game with some random white kid what is this you know and uh and and from there it was just like insane like ninja's viewership went through the roof like that mm. dude was getting like mad views for a while and then 
you know, he still gets he Dude, still gets a lot of views. Didn't, didn't Ninja get put on like the cover of like Sports Illustrated or something? He's the first yes. one. Of the- for ESPN like, or sport, first, one of those two. Yeah, like and I was yeah. like, dude, that's insane. Regardless yeah. of whether you like him or not, like he for 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 us gamers, he's he's really doing something amazing. He's really he's giving us the recognition that you know we deserve, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As a whole, like mm-hmm. as gaming. You know what I mean? Because people never unless you love games or even acknowledge them, like people that don't even acknowledge them, it's just a it's just like this mindless thing to people because and, because what it is right like for like maybe like the last hundred years or maybe close to a hundred years there's always been like two entertainment platforms and that's always been music and movies and movies yeah mm-hmm. and and but now i would say probably since the turn of the decade games have kind of been slightly kind of pushing on and maybe tw- and i and i do feel like 2017 2018 was like that year that breakthrough year where video games finally got put kind of on that on that level on the media um, as as a yeah exactly exactly so it's 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 huge it's a huge time for video games at the moment yeah i mean you know if you don't like it or not in the same way that people should always respect like music and movies and shows like as an art like people should acknowledge and respect gaming as an art because it is it is oh it is absolutely so. is. it really it is. takes it really just is. as much time if not more to make these yeah. things i mean I'm, oh, I'm telling you just like buy god of war put it in your console play it that's, yeah. that's what i'm saying it will change your mind on everything completely yeah. i completely agree and what's crazy yeah. is and I, I know it's because gaming realistically it's very new still it's only been around since what like like i mean the, the 70s movies. in like a in a more modern context i would say the yeah. 70s but i guess technically it dates back to like the 50s with like uh really early prototype stuff with like but, freaking pong or whatever but it's like yeah you know it i know i know it's very very early you know it's it's a very young thing but realistically like it's it's booming more and more and more just like matt said like this year and i'm sure next year it's just going to continue to grow and people are going to have to acknowledge it as like this is something that people love and invest in and put their time and blood sweat mm-hmm. and tears into yeah I think I saw, I don't remember the exact number, but I want to say the statistic was like this year in just the United States, gaming was like a $20 billion industry. That doesn't even count the rest of the world where there's a hell of a lot more people playing games than just the United States. So oh, it's, sure. it's, it's clearly a, a huge industry where there's so much innovation happening on such a rapid pace that, uh, yeah, I'm I'm really curious to see what the landscape looks like in five years because I think this last year, Sony really pushed the bar forward for narrative-driven games and single-player-focused games with uh, God of War, with games like uh, Spider-Man, Red Dead Redemption 2 Dead. even. Uh, I mean, those games are pushing the medium forward in such a quick pace. The Last of Us Part 2 is absolutely going to push it even further. Like, that's, there's no doubt about it. Uh, we're, we're in, like, a golden era right now. I don't think we realize, you know, looking back on... I'm, uh... I'm really not ready for the emotional hit that Last of Us Two is going to give me. Oh my gosh, dude! It's, no, it's not, especially the theories that I keep like reading about. Oh, they dude, I've I've heard so much. I've, for me, I for me, like Last of Us, the Last of Us is probably the the best game I played in the last generation. Um, it's definitely it has. To, I mean, I feel for most people, it has to be top three. Yeah, it has you, to be. It has to have be. To, its name has to be. Like I said, at least once, I, I you know, just, it's and I, you know, I believe I believe in Neil Druckmann as well. You know, so I mm-hmm. mean, yeah, for sure. Number number two is going to be 
so I, th- I think some things are going to go down. Honestly, it's it's I'm 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 getting I'm terrified to think about it because I don't know what they're. That's gonna why do. I love it so much because I, it's, not, it's not some safe thing. They they're yeah. really pushing the, the, what storytelling can be like and you know themes that I'm, you wouldn't expect to see in a video game. I, I freaking love it. I'm mm-hmm. really worried, man, because like the game was announced like what just over two years ago, and mm-hmm. we have barely heard anything about Joel. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm really worried, man. Like, I that, those I, were most I, of the theories that we were kind of. I need, to, I need to hear more theory. about. I need to hear about more about what's going on there because obviously mm-hmm. something's up. Yeah. Oh man, uh, I did check up. Uh, Fortnite did uh, win best ongoing game, so I stand corrected there. They also won best multiplayer game, so yeah, they definitely cleaned up big on that front uh, at the game awards. Uh, I'm kind of, I'm kind of not surprised. Yeah, I mean the game's incredible. It's doing so well. That's off to Epic Games and what they're doing with everything. I mean they're 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 really pushing the industry forward in a number of ways with the Epic Game Store, with crossplay, with cross progression. I was gonna uh, say just, that's not their their store is not talked about enough. The dude, they, they have on there is absolutely amazing. It's insane, man. With uh, I don't I don't believe I talked about it uh, on an on an episode or did I last week about the Metro uh, Exodus? They basically took Metro Exodus from Steam. Yeah dropped it by $10 because the developers are getting more money and they're like, you know what? We're going to pass that savings along to the players because Epic Games is paying us 88% of the cut. Uh, And oh, if you're using the Unreal Engine, then they're going to take that 5% licensing fee for royalties and cover that on their end too out of their 12%. So, I mean, there's there's a lot of flack that the Epic Epic Game Store is getting from like hardcore PC gamers. I, I look through a lot of that conversation and it's, you know, Oh, they're they're missing so many of the key features that Steam has. There's no friends lists, you know. There's no uh, system wide controller support, this and that. Uh, but you have to look at Steam as an entity and how long it's been around for twelve years, longer than that. Epic Game Store came out in what December of last year. Like they're yeah, they're, super, they're super infant. Late. They're an infant, uh, and they're and they're they've already made changes on the the front with the refund policies. So I, they're evolving that thing just like they're doing with Fortnite. Uh, on a weekly basis, uh, taking in feedback from players and adjusting because they're really trying to do the right thing for the gaming community as well as developers. So, I really I incredible. Think, yeah, like you said, for like it's, it's been what two months? Yeah, three months maybe. Like yeah. they have such they have a very very good business model for mm-hmm. for, for for such a young business, like you said. Yeah, um, or or a young idea, and it's just they have only the potential to to make it a lot better for consumers and. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying the steam is just going to fizzle out into nothing, but I think it really needs to kind of it needs to do something to kind of sway the people because I'm I'm sure some people have jumped. Yeah. Um, oh, for sure. They, they they need to do something, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's it, like everything it, else. Competition's healthy for for all exactly. the for everyone. I mean, Steam yep. doesn't it, it at, for for a long time. Steam was essentially a monopoly on PC. I mean, where else yes. are you getting your games at? People aren't buying physical games on PC. Hardly anyone's buying physical games anymore for PC. It's all digital. They revolutionized that that whole market uh, themselves. And and there's been other launchers that have popped up over the past couple of years. Humble's launcher. Uh, Twitch has got games now. You've got uh, all the different publishers have their own thing. EA's got Origin. You play from uh, um, uh, Ubisoft. You know, they're, they've all tried their own launchers and stores, but nothing's really made a dent in EA. Uh, until I feel like Epic's really, really mm-hmm. got the the cojones to make those moves that can really 
um, take some of their market share away, which is great. That's a good thing. You know, people that are complaining about it that are so set in their ways are just upset that there's change on the horizon and it's it's going to end up being a better thing overall for people. So, I mean, there's this there's this really cool word that I think was made up, but I heard about it. It's called co-opetition. Mm-hmm. So basically, it's like working with your enemy to make yourself better. Interesting. So and that's, like, exce- uh, that's essentially what business is. That's essentially exactly what it is. So basically, I'm sure Steam don't like it, but however, it might force them to improve the quality of their service yeah. in, 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 in the long run. Sure. When you're a monopoly in any market, right? You're going to do things like people. There is no competition. Therefore, there's going to be things that people may not like. That's never going to change because they don't feel like there's a need to change it until somebody sure. else comes along the way and forces you to be like, okay, well, we need to start changing things because they're doing it and people are liking them more now. And we realize that we need to start stepping it up as well. It, it's always good. Yeah, absolutely. That's, exactly, how, that's how evolution happens is you have to have uh, people coming along and, and changing things for the better and making things more efficient and, and you know, business 101, I guess. But this isn't about games. This is about survival of the fittest. <laughs> that's right, baby. Uh, I've got a couple other quick news stories before we move on to our feature discussion. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 sales have already surpassed 5 million units in its first week. That is incredible. Uh, Nintendo announced the upcoming NES games that are coming to Nintendo Switch online uh, next week, Wednesday, February 13th, and they are Super Mario Brothers 2 and Kirby's Adventure, and those are free to play if you have an active Nintendo Switch online membership. Happy to see those two games. Those That's are cool. Yeah, those are two games that were like wildly missing from the catalog thus far. So happy to yeah, I'm I'm hyped about I'm hyped about Super Mario Bros. Two definitely. Yeah, man, that's a great game. That's a super good game. I haven't played that in years, so I'm excited to go back in there. And uh, lastly, the PlayStation Plus games for February are now available. We mentioned these last week, and you can get your hands on Hitman: The Complete First Season and For Honor right now if you're a PlayStation Plus subscriber. So good stuff. Um, all right, well, let's jump in. We've had a quite a good discussion thus far but i want to flip it over to our feature discussion which is uh the best gaming remakes uh gaming remakes that is so with the the recent release of the critically acclaimed resident evil 2 remake it got me thinking to myself what are some of the best video game remakes of all time so i began assembling a list and i felt that these really should be discussed because there are some damn good remakes available and i also want to yeah i want to point out that we're going to be discussing remakes of games which are rebuilt from the ground up while still maintaining most of the original game these are different from remasters uh which we got a lot more of which are just upscaled graphically on existing games to make it more uh you know a f- higher fidelity on current generation of consoles so i uh, i've included um mostly modern remakes and actually the whole list is all modern remakes uh for existing consoles so we're not going to be talking about uh you know, outsting titles like Metroid Zero Mission, which uh, was released on the Game Boy Advance over 15 years ago. So that's something that's at this point quite a bit older, uh, even though it is still a fantastic remake. So with that, we're just going to keep to the current generation consoles. So first, I want to begin the conversation with the hot topic, which is Resident Evil 2, uh, as it's currently one of the most popular games talked about around the internet. Adrian, I know you just wrapped up on Leon's campaign recently. And I want to get your thoughts on the game as a standalone experience. Literally last night, I wrapped up on it. Um, God, it is so it is so damn good. I 
I really was excited to play this because I really love Resident Evil and I I haven't played anything to give me that sort of itch. Uh the last thing that I played that really gave me that kind of like satisfaction was The Evil Within and I loved it. Yeah, no way you're playing that. Was, yeah, I, I absolutely adored that game. Um and so when this game came out, I was so pumped because of like finally getting back into that type of a uh, of groove and it dude the minute that you start it just like it's like a roller coaster you get in you you strap in right mm-hmm. it just goes like there is no i never found a slow moment whatsoever i was pretty much stressed out the entire game and <laughs> in the best way possible you know what i mean because yeah. yeah it's it's a different type of 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 like it the way you play the game is just so different right it's it's pure survival uh if you want to if you want it to be that way right uh, so like throughout the entire game i'm just struggling with mo with what am what am i going to do next should i use should i use these uh things to increase my health now should i wait that's uh, exactly yeah. how it should be though right like it should thinking be. on your like thinking on be. your feet you know i remember what's the next what's the next thing you're gonna what's do the next move you can't just be you can't just be reckless because you you truly do pay for it and i learned it i learned that the hard way like twice i learned it like super super the hard way and so I remember texting you, Matt, uh, mm-hmm. and just telling you, like, dude, I'm so stressed, and I, <laughs> like, <laughs> I need I help. Please help me. Like, I'm so stressed out right now in this current situation, and I want to keep going. Like, I, I, I'm so, I'm so excited to just keep trying, uh, and and yeah. get so scared <laughs> because yeah. I recorded my whole playthrough, and man, there is some, there are some really, really genuinely funny moments where I literally freak out on something. Oh, man. I can't wait to see that. Mr. X or a, a liquor. Oh, no. Um, oh, boy. Those, they truly, yeah. I have to give them props because this remaster is, or not, uh, the remake is literally so beautiful. It, it looks so realistic, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, there's moments where you are in like a corridor or some hallway and mm-hmm. it's dark really dark you know you have the flashlight on and you see this just like lifeless body just get up and jeez oh, and you see it kind of look at you and it's so <laughs> oh, real oh god it, it looks so real dude i don't know why specifically the the women zombies they always freak me out dude because i, I know why <laughs> i know why because they're hair you, 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 you almost you almost feel like every zombie should be like a dude right and then you and then you see like a woman and you're just like oh my god like what it's is 2019 this? Like, dude anyone can be a zombie anyone exactly, can identify right? as a zombie yeah no exactly dude, i'm not joking though i <laughs> if i ever saw i never really got terrified from from the guys i don't know why the girls yeah. one their shriek was way scarier because oh, the guys were always just like oh they just sound yeah. they just sound like they're just mindless the yeah we've heard, always we've seem heard that. to have crazier shriek and it's not even that it's just that when they look at you like their hair is like over their face and you mm. just see like their eyes like peeking out i don't know what it is but when oh, it's like boy. super dark and you flash your light on them it is freaking terrifying terrifying i don't uh, know why uh, oh it my god so it, it's, it's making me kind of sick thinking about it i'll be honest yeah Dude, it the 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 game is truly like wicked like disturbing uh in terms of like just how dark it is and it's so good it's so oh good oh my gosh it's so this good. is this is a game that, that I, I spoke about uh what a couple weeks ago when i played the demo that i this is absolutely a game i'm going to be Did playing you make it far in the demo i forgot yeah i fin- I finished the demo i finished it in my first run through because you only Cause get about 30 minutes not, 
you're normally not like uh, a huge horror guy from, from no what I remember. no i'm not and uh i did not play resident evil 7 the last resident evil game i played was six which was a piece of shit and i stopped playing it like halfway <laughs> through um uh, yeah, i played yeah. through five with uh with a buddy co-op which is it was fun it was but it was five was more like an action, action adventure yeah, yeah. Uh, i um i i recently listed like the resi games on twitter as like a yeah. joke and yeah. I, can, I can't remember what order i put them in now but i'm gonna find, I'm gonna find it quick because you I'm had sure I know you, you had four at the top i did have four at the top because four is a masterpiece that makes in sense. my opinion that makes sense. um i think most people would agree dude the kills on that game like for example that like the death scenes yeah unreal unreal like if you make a mistake oh my god like that one yeah. did you play resi's four yes i yeah. I, yeah. I also played it like a while like it's been a long time so i don't dude, it's been that. a long time the 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 one oh, there's one particular one it's absolutely gross like if you make a mistake there's that like there's this one guy he's like a big massive guy with like a, a is like, he like, like yeah, no but he's got like um he's got like one of these big like potato sacks like on his head uh, and he, and he's got a chainsaw. I'm pretty sure. You're and, talking uh, about. Yeah, yeah, that sounds and, familiar. And, dude, you make a mistake. He'll get you up against the wall, and he will cut into your neck and cut your head clean off. And it's Ooh. just like, and it's Ooh. like, dude, it's brutal. <laughs> it's absolutely savage. And um, yeah, Resi Four was amazing. I, I want to say, I want to say, my top three is like four, two, and three. See, I don't even remember playing three. So I, I never played it. Have very vague memories of the first and second game. I know I played them in some capacity, but it was a, it was those games that I was never too into because they were like truly terrifying to me when I was like what, eight, nine years old. Yeah, we were maybe young. maybe fifth grade, a, a little bit older. I don't know, but yeah, those games terrified the shit out of me. Uh, so I, I never got into them as much as I. I guess she could have. Um, so I'm I'm very intrigued now by this remake because I played through the demo. I was blown away by how polished the game was. It's fantastic. It, it looked great. Leon, uh, it's, it looks so real. Yeah, I, man. This is this is a modern ass game. This is like a 2019 game. This is not a upscaled version of the no. original. Like they remade this they game from the ground up. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They've literally gorgeous. they just they basically just kind of what they did with like the. Like the the Crash trilogy remake, they've laid, they've basically just torn it down, mm-hmm. restarted it, and just given us a brand new game. Like if you didn't play the original Resi Two, mm-hmm. then I feel like that's fine. If you it doesn't matter, that, like yeah. that's okay. Like you can just jump straight in mm-hmm. uh, with zero context and just have a great time with it. Yeah, oh, it, it totally doesn't matter because the whole story's in there. Everything's, from my understanding, there's like a tiny few different changes to the canon because they wanted to start changing things a little bit, but. I mean, dude, it's it's so good. It is so good. And then about halfway through, once Mr. X really kind of starts playing a role, oh my god, that game, your stress level goes from like, you know, it was already high from you yeah. then. All right. Cause cause you're just you're just scared because you're you're going you're going in this other place of the building, you're going in this other room, and you're like, I know there's gonna be things here. Like, I need to make sure I'm gonna be okay and I'm gonna get through it. But it's a whole different ball game when before you're just worried about like changing to the corner. Mm-hmm. And now it's like you have something chasing you at all times. So it's like, F this, I have to go around that corner. But if something's there, I'm going to have to dodge that while seemingly winning 
from this freaking beast that's walking after me the entire game. Oh my lord! The the it's that it's that game, isn't it? It's that kind of game where you're just constantly Dude. checking your inventory, like constantly yeah. checking it. Like you're, it, you're just it gets paranoid. me so it gets dude yeah it, i was so stressed and then once that happened i was like this is so evil of them to do this because it, i'm freaking i'm freaking out and but then i realized like i had that like epiphany i was like that's why it's so good it's crazy <laughs> that's resident evil though down to a t it oh is. man I'm all right so matt glad I, I got this. your i got your list right here so you got four and then two yep. and then three yeah, then yeah. you got seven then you got mm-hmm. one then mm-hmm. you got Four, but I imagine that's five. I think it was just a typo. Yeah, I think it was five. Yeah. Okay. And then you've got every spinoff, and then all the way at the bottom, <laughs> you've got six. <laughs> Dude, six was trash. It was every, so bad. I think six everybody was awful. Six, yeah. it was six, the... six did six did not even feel like a Resident Evil game. No, I remember it playing was... it, and I was like, "What is this? Like, who made yeah, this?" Because, like, they they did five like a couple years previous. And yeah, it, yeah. that actually felt like a Resident Evil game. Like it, it felt it good. Like well I, 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 I quite, I quite enjoyed Resident Evil Five. If I'm honest, yeah, it was fun. Maybe, maybe, it was maybe I placed it. Through. Maybe I placed it kind of low on the list. Um, but then I played Six, and I was like, "No way! Is this the same bunch of guys that made this no. game? Surely it was horrible. not." Horrible, horrible game. Well, see, the, the the one, I think the one positive is I think that's what made them change. Yeah. I know. And, and I know. Seven was more of a return to form. Like mm-hmm. Dude, seven. Hated it. I keep. I keep and preaching on seven, but seven was very good. It was, and and I it think, was so nobody expected it. I don't think yeah. anybody expected it. Seven was very good, and I th- I think it's only going to be appreciated a lot more in the future. Yeah, yeah, because I think it's what started this. I think that yeah, happened exactly. when they remastered the or didn't they didn't they exactly didn't really make the first one? They remastered it, right? Something like that. Uh, they yeah, they remastered. Yeah, no, they did. Was, they was, did remake mm-hmm. it. They did a remake on PS4, just Resident Evil, but it didn't get the same level of polish that this one did. It was yeah, actually a PlayStation was... Plus game uh, last year, two years ago. Yeah, um, it was more like something just like a. Fun if, if 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 there was ever going to be one of the games that they were going to remaster, it had to be number two. Yeah, yeah. So it I mean, it's, it's it's absolutely fine. Maybe in. 10 years time we'll get a resident evil 4 remake hopefully oh jesus that would be great that's coming to switch by the way this year so hell yes resident evil 4 is uh i'm definitely going to pick that back up because the last time i played it was in high school so it's been a very long time it's been 10 years maybe so it's been a while i i think i was i don't know how old i was i think i might was like i don't know maybe 13 i was in in middle school like yeah it was it was it was a while back so so here's the thing though i i don't know if it's true i, I saw a few articles mentioning that people were saying like oh if you want nemesis like if the fans truly want it like we will do it type of thing uh for resident evil i think 3. i think i think they'll do i think they'll do resident evil 3 straight up now because number two has been a massive hit hasn't it the See, remake yeah what do you think so, what do you think comes next though do you think we get re8 next or you think they're going to just jump into a remake session what i kind of thought was that they were going to they might do they're going to do both i kind of thought so they I was were going to work on the sequel and then do the remake again like kind i of was thinking now way. they're going to do like um they're going to do like an alternating thing you know yeah. like they'll, they'll, they'll they'll drop a main series game next i think yeah. and then they'll yeah. do resi and then, and then they'll then do resi 3 remake exactly yeah and then just keep mm-hmm. going back and keep keep yeah. going backwards and forwards with that if I'm being I'd honest, be okay it's actually that. a smart. I think it's a smart thing to do from a story-wise perspective, and mm-hmm. also just from the fact that they can bring their old material, which is amazing, and they can mm-hmm. give new life to it, right? Because 
Mm-hmm. Like obviously, this was a huge success. Huge yeah. success. Yeah. And they were able to bring that story back. And now people are going to know that story. And so then mm-hmm. they can work on number eight. And it's like, okay, well, you know what's happening in the future. And then we can bring back number three. And you can be reminded of all this. And they can do little changes to the to the canon that they want in that game. It, I think it makes sense. I think it's smart to do it that way. Well, I'm looking exactly. forward to uh, the 2030 release of the Resident Evil 6 remake. And maybe it's going to be good this time. So <laughs> it's just like a complete, it's not even the same game. I'm okay I, with that. I don't, I don't think. I don't think a remake. I don't think a remake <laughs> could save that game. I don't think so. Straight. It's uh, so bad. Uh, all right. Well, Adrian, as far as Resident Evil Two goes, um, from what you do remember on PlayStation One, how does this remake compare to that game? Is there even a comparison, dude? There's <laughs> this game. I mean, is, does it does it capture the same uh, completely like aura or, that you got? Yeah, I mean, completely. just the same like base feeling that you got with that game does it does it feel like they contained that well and brought it into the modern spectrum I mean, if i'm gaming? being honest i think they did it better but i might just be biased because i was a kid yeah right so back then it was like well everything's just scary right here i get to focus and i get to examine things and i'm not just scared of everything uh, mm-hmm. i get to really kind of like get in the shoes of, of in this case leon because i haven't been able to do claire's story yet but i, I can't wait yeah to but um you know be in his shoes really try to understand the inventory system and the way that the survival works where mm-hmm. i was younger I, you know it wasn't about that it was like there's scary things everywhere i don't know what to do uh so it was a little bit different but i will say i mean i i can only see people saying that this is at either captures it or does it an even better job that's awesome that's that's definitely a testament to a good remake when it, when it's better than the original right also also from what I do remember, there wasn't nearly as many enemies as in the original as this game. If I remember correctly, because when you saw one zombie, you're like, oh my god, I'm freaking out. Yeah. In this, in this game, there'll be a moment where you go down a corridor and there's like eight, and you're literally mm-hmm. like, how the hell am I supposed to get through these eight fools? Because I'm not, I, I can't with just a yeah. gun. And you start trying to figure it out. I don't remember it being like that. As I'm much. sure a lot That's of it the was the technical limitation, too, of that, oh, that sure. console. I mean, I... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I feel like they probably just, yeah, like you said, a technical limitation. They probably just populated the re- the remake a little bit more to kind of make it a bit more updated in terms of the feel right. and like authenticity. Um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of the in terms of the original, I mean, I still think Resident Evil Two is probably one of the most. It's it's like a watermark with like horror mm-hmm. horror games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, like it's it's incredible. Um, and but I, I still feel I still feel like it has the same feel because when did Resident Evil 2 come out? Well, when was that? Like 97, 98, something like that? 98, I think, and, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, for the time, like, that game still must have been kind of mind-blowing. Oh, for um, sure, yeah. Yeah, sure. yeah so... What they did then and just bringing it up here now. They're just repeating exactly. that same thing. Exactly that. Yeah, what's crazy too is that game sold uh, originally... It was 4.96 million units on PlayStation 1. Uh, and this game flew out of the gates at 3 million in its first uh, week. So it's it's yeah. pretty certain that they're going to pass that. This game could go on and be the best-selling game in the series, potentially. Um, so it's it'd be interesting to see where it, where it finishes. Um, that's, the, of- uh, that's, that's the Capcom effect, dude. Yeah, man, they're just they're crushing it over there. I, I looked up their numbers recently for just overall series and Resident Evil is at the very top with uh, now adding this this number in 
88 million units lifetime for the series, Ooh. which is insane. I didn't realize it was that big. Uh, that's their biggest franchise by a long shot. So uh, interesting to uh, interesting to note, but yeah, I think what, uh, even more than uh, even more than Street Fighter, it's more than double Street Fighter. Actually, you're I was, joking me, dude. No, Street Fighter was like uh, in the uh, low forties, and I was like, holy shit! I would wow. have expected, hands down, that Street Fighter or Mega Man would have been up there, but uh, Mega oh, Man yeah, was even less man. than that. Yeah, well, it, I was thinking Mega Man originally, but realistically, Mega, Mega Man, Man, Mega Man was less than Street Fighter, um, and and even well, games like Monster Hunter were pretty comparable too. But I guess uh, yeah. I guess because Mega Man, I guess because Mega Man and Street Fighter came out in a time when the games were less accessible. Yeah. Oh, very true. Uh, but those games have been whereas, remade in so many capacities yeah. and yeah, relaunched true, true. too. It's like yeah, you're right. You're Street right. Fighter Two alone has been like how many times has that game been? Uh, oh my god, remade, what is it? Ultra, remade. Ultra, Ultra Turbo, Ultra Turbo ultra Championship turbo Edition, FX Championship Edition, <laughs> yeah. HD remake, remaster. Oh my god, <laughs> honestly, it's horrendous. Yeah. So uh, Resident Evil definitely a very very long tail in terms of uh, in terms of those game sales. So. Yeah, I'm excited to see what they do with the future. I, I really would be down for like an alternating, you know, uh, new series entry remake, new While series entry remake, and just bring that series to fans that didn't get to play it, like myself, that really didn't get to go through and experience those uh, the earlier games, um, really until four. Four is really where I picked up on the series. Uh, so yeah, interesting stuff. And last year was a, a fantastic year for gaming overall. Uh, but also there were some fantastic remakes that came out. Uh, I'd like to start off a conversation about Shadow of the Colossus, which came out very, very early in the year and uh, quickly got lost in the discussion with so many other big games being released. We've all played this one. I personally did not finish it myself, but I know you both have. What are your overall thoughts of the Shadow of the Colossus remake? I um, I didn't actually finish the remaster, uh, the, the the remake. I, I did mm -hmm. I did finish the original. Um, okay man like that uh, to me like to me that is that's the best looking remaster ever made the best mm -hmm. remake the best remake it ever is, made uh, mm -hmm. um it is so beautiful it's beautiful and, uh, i i uh, i played it, that in yeah. 4k and it was it was unbelievable the just the level of detail that they were able Dude, to the, uh, the, the scope off. right the scope yeah. the draw distances like yeah the, mm -hmm. i just love like the minimalist vibe of that game it's just yeah. I mean, for me, like in terms of like an like, for example, if there was like an alien that just landed on Earth and they wanted to understand like the art form of video games, right? You show them video, you show them Shadow of the Colossus. You know, like yeah. that game as an art form is unreal. Just get on Argo and just go right. Just go right. It's unreal, man. Like like the storytelling is just off the chain. Yeah, I think just... it was it was such a unique type of game too and and i did not play is. the yeah i didn't play the original on playstation 2 so this was my first uh for foray into that um series or even that game i guess because it was just a single game but um i didn't realize what type of a game it was it's really a puzzle game at, at the end it of is. it trying to solve these exactly. different puzzles on these giant colossi um and just the the level of detail of these different monsters is so great like the individual fur being able to see like the texture of mm. all of that is like unbelievable. And it's when like and it's like you know when you're like approaching every colossi from a distance and you think oh no it's not that big yeah and then, and, oh and then you get and, right and then you so get up close big. and you yeah. and you begin to realize like the task at hand 
Uh-huh. And you're just thinking, wow, like this is going to be some feat if I manage to do this. Right. How am I even going to get on this? So that's like the, the best part. The satisfaction that's... level on that game is so high because if you manage to complete like every Colossus, mm-hmm. you know, you, you really feel like you've achieved something. And it's, mm-hmm. um, and that's what I love about it, I think, the most. Mm-hmm. I, I love that they don't hold your hand. Quite yeah. literally, they don't ever yeah. even try to go for your hand. They literally are like, you're going to figure this out. They don't even they just drop, they just drop you in you? there and just, yeah. I'm trying to remember if they even tell you how to raise the sword. I think they did. I, I think they did. Uh, but besides that, like they tell you how to like find your location. And really, that's kind of it. It doesn't really ever show you something. They kind of give you hints. Like if you don't figure it out after a while, the uh, that I think that's like, will like kind of like start to say something. So you can kind of like, yeah. hey, you know, there is this, you could try it. But even then, you it only alludes to something that you could try uh really you have to like look at your current situation and figure it out yourself i think that's the beauty that's the beauty of the world though isn't exactly. it like that's that is kind of like the openness of the world kind even, of invites you invites you to explore and discover yeah, mm-hmm. yeah um, even getting to the to the to the colossus like whatever whatever class that you're trying to go to yeah points you in the right direction but there was a few times where i totally went off in the wrong direction yeah, yeah same retract i had to like retract which i'm pretty sure is the point they want you mm-hmm. to just kind of like the whole point is the journey and so it's like you you get through there and you try to figure it out but then you're like mind blown at what you're seeing as you're just trying to find your way over to that per- to that mm-hmm. colossi yeah it's the game can be quite visually it can be quite overwhelming sometimes yeah because like, you're like dude. like you're, there's so much to look at there's so much to see and it's just you're trying to take it all in but then at the same time you know that there's something to do and you have to you have to do it um but there's there's so plenty nice. of there's so much downtime in that game mm-hmm. one of like the, in, one in of the between, yeah. um one of the nice moments is when you have to fight i want to say it was categorized as a bat because i went over and looked at over i looked at like all the uh after i finished it i, I looked at all the different like I was just like looking up stuff on the internet in terms of. Mm-hmm. Shit. I always do that whenever I beat a game. I suddenly like get super vested, and I'm like, and I just mm-hmm. look up like Reddit and stuff like that, and see what people yeah. think and all this stuff. And so, I'm pretty sure that one was called Bat, even though it didn't look like a bat to me. But it's it's you're you essentially have to go into this like you kind of climb your way down, and it's just this super giant lake that's like. In a, almost kind of like against the cave type of thing and it's just is this, this the is this the one that you it like flies you have to jump on it and you're riding yes. it in the air okay that was yes. the last um, one that i completed which was like very early on I don't i'm trying why, to remember which one, one i'm trying to remember which one that was like i'm in in order um because i'm i'm usually pretty good at remembering uh, which one's like the fourth or fifth. which i, I want to yeah. say i want to say it was the fifth one yeah, it was pretty. It was still. You're like early. stabbing the wings. I remember you have to yeah. stab the wings to. So I don't know yeah. what. I don't know why that one specifically. I felt was really haunting, and in a good way. Like it was mm-hmm. very beautiful the way that they captured it, like hauntingly beautiful. Because you, yeah, you get down, and even before you get there, there's like this freaking weird, like almost Dark Souls looking type of gate in front of yeah. you, and you have to like, yeah. get, you have to like crawl your way through it, and you get through it, and you know, you essentially look at this giant body of water, and you're like. So do I just do I just, do I just jump in the water and just start swimming? And, <laughs> it's, it's and, actually... and literally, and that's what I did. I was like, okay, I guess I'm just gonna start swimming. And and I was kind of thinking about it like 
I try to put myself in, in, in the wanderer's shoes, right? I'm trying to think of like me being right there at that moment. I would have been hella scared to just get up in that water and start swimming towards just Yeah, like, it was it was like black water too. It was like really it dirty, was, dirty. Like <laughs> so yes, it's funny that you mention Dark Souls because there are like moments in that game where I was thinking that exactly the same feel thing. That way. It feels yeah. it feels the game sometimes does feel really soulsy. There's, like, there's there's really beautiful parts of the that yeah. land, and then there's also mm-hmm. parts where you're like, "Whoa, this place looks way more haunting." Yeah, or like wicked. Yeah, and, and I like it; it's cool. Um, but yeah, that one specifically always always kind of stuck with me. I remember like looking at that giant body of water, and I'm like, I don't really want to go in that. Like it's kind of it's spooky. like mm-hmm. it's like the only game I think it's the only game I can ever remember playing where a similar color palette throughout the game doesn't get boring. Oh, mm-hmm. totally. Totally. So, like for example, with a lot of games, you love like lots of vibrant colors and all the rest of it. But with Shadow of the Colossus, it's got like its own kind of color and style, it and does. you just you don't get fed with it once. No, like you, it just it just really it, it's so immersive, and um, it's kind of I'm gray. so glad. I'm kind of so glad. gray, kind of gray, exactly. Very yeah. minimalist. Yeah. Um, well, in in like the edges, like the outer regions of the map, it's, it gets very gray. But in the in the middle. Which I feel like yeah. is a it's on purpose because this game has so many like sub things. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the in the middle, like once you leave the temple, it's beautiful and bright, mm-hmm. very springy. Yeah. And then very, like, very, the more very you go towards the outside, the darker it gets and the more yeah. broken it feels. Yeah. Which is so nuts to me. But yeah, I remember I remember going to that bat and I remember like you see it like open its wings and then you realize that's when you get the sense of like the the size. Yeah, and you realize how big it is, and you're like, "Holy crap!" And you see its eyes open. And it's like this hate is like thing was like gnarly, orange eyes. Yeah, yeah. And it just like gets up and like flies, and I'm like, "Holy crap!" And it took me a minute to figure out how to get on his wings. By the way, that yeah, was the I was gonna say of, of all the colossi, I, if I remember, like that's the one that I kind of struggled with the most. Yeah, I had a hard time I, with that with, one. Was rough, and then the it kept sand throwing me off. Yeah, I kept rough. getting thrown off yeah, into the that's, water. That's a tough. That's a tough job. I mean, the only th- the only problem I remember though from the PS2 game, I played it quite a bit when I was when I was younger. I used to rage quit that game like crazy. <laughs> really? Like yeah, I was th- I was throwing con- I was throwing controllers at TV screens and everything. Like because I was <laughs> I was dude, I was terrible when I was young. I, I'm I'm super calm. I'm super. I'm super calm now with games. Like I can just like that's why though. play. You got I can play. I can exactly, man. I can play like a Call of Duty, get killed like ten times in a row, and put my controller down, breathe, and be fine. But like back then, when I was like 13, 14, 15, like I used to love like games like Shadow of the Colossus. But if I attempted like a Colossi like a couple times or three or four times, and I just couldn't get it, I just got so frustrated with myself, man. And I was just like, I just can't do this and. Rage quitting, pause, turn it off, go back Damn. to it another time. For, for the most part, I think I caught on to it pretty easily. But I think that I think there was three specifically that I it really took me like a minute, and I had to like mm-hmm. stop and just stop playing, like and just like think, like okay, what can I do? And mm-hmm. if I remember correctly, it was the bat one because I did take mm-hmm. me a minute to figure out how to get on its wing. Um, the sandworm one was also kind of a weird one i didn't really get what i was supposed to do until i just started is that the one where you have to go like under under the bunkers and like blow it up is that a different one there there's this one where you're in like this giant desert cave 
Like it's yeah. just sand. It's just a sand pit. Basically. Yeah, I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and this worm kind of it reminded me of of uh, what's that movie called with Kevin Bacon? I think it was in it, Tremors or whatever. Uh, and anyways, it's like this. <laughs> it's like this worm. Yeah, that comes out and it starts like you know following you. Yeah, and I kept on trying to move, like just as the wanderer. I wasn't on Argo. I wasn't on the horse. Mm-hmm. And like I could not do anything. And that's when I realized like I have to be on the horse. But I didn't realize like how can I get on it if I'm riding the horse? I I can't really jump well, but I figured I actually can. Uh, and you have to like shoot its eye while it's like chasing you. And it took me so freaking long to figure that out. I just started. <laughs> I got so mad that I was just like started shooting at it. It's one of those moments yeah, though. It's it, one of those it, moments it, when you when you finally figure it out and you think to yourself, well, why didn't this crazy think of that at the start? I know. Mm-hmm. I know. That's what that's what happened because I was like kind of raging. Just like, well, if this guy, I just started shooting like bows at it to be stupid, and yeah. I shot it in the eye, and that's when it like uh, figured it out. It got stunned. unintentionally. Yeah, and then this one was like a light bulb, and it was like, oh shoot, okay. And so that one, and then the dude, the the last Titan or the last Titan, the last Colossi. Holy crap, that one was <laughs> annoying. That one was. I don't, I don't want to ever so... think about the last one ever again. That one like, surely well, was the hardest. How many one. are there? Is there sixteen or is it, I can't There's think? Sixteen. There's sixteen. Sixteen. Yeah, it is sixteen. So I keep thinking. By far, that one was the hardest, though. Yeah, but I think that's, just, that's that's by design, right? The nature sure. of the game. I, I knew it too. Like going in, I was like, this guy has to be has to be tough. I didn't expect it to be that tough, though. I, it, I was really stuck on that fool for so long. I, I remember I was trying to go to bed, and it was like, I think I was trying to go to sleep at like eleven thirty because I had to get up early. and. Of course, it was like one o'clock. <laughs> like I'm watching the over, credits over, roll and overthinking. It's yeah. like one o'clock, and I'm like, "Damn it!" Uh, but he was rough, man. It's just it, honestly, it was just like getting to him was this part because you get shot with that flame blast, and you literally dead. Like if you get hit once, yeah. you're basically gonna die. Because there's, there's no there's no error for mistake at all in the final one, in my opinion. No, but if you if you get hit once. You take so long to freaking get up again that you. By the time you get up, you're literally you look up and there's a freaking fireball hit straight for your face. It's nuts. Damn, Matt. As uh, as someone who played the original, how would you say this compares to the PlayStation Two version? Um. Well, for me, like the PS Two version is still one of the greatest games of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, um, I, like that's game. that's like a ninety. That's like a ninety plus on Metacritic. Damn. I think I think it's like I think it's like a ninety three, yeah, or something like that. Um, I think, well, for me, so it was one of the best games of that generation, and I think the remake is one of the best games of this generation, even if it is just yeah. a remake. Damn, um, the remake is so beautiful. It is very beautiful, but I mean, even the funny thing is though, if you look back and play Shadow of the Colossus on the PS two, it's not as pretty as I remember it. Yeah. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm sure when it came out was it like 2005, I think. Yeah, 2005. Or, yeah, 2005. My, if mm-hmm. my memory serves me, um, it it probably looked incredible by then. I mean, this is like one year before the PS3 came out. It's the yeah, same right. year as the Xbox 360 came out. So I maybe mm-hmm. expectations at that point. I mean, there were PS2 games that were coming out in 2005 that looked very good, mm-hmm. like for the for the for the time. Yeah. Um, and I don't think Shadow of the Colossus was the best looking game I've ever seen on the PS2. Um, but in terms of the gameplay and all the elements, it, it was still absolutely amazing. Um, I, I, yeah. I'm, I just, I, the only problem I have with the developer is that they made The Last Guardian 
Like yeah. I kind of, I almost kind of wish they never released it now. Mm-hmm. The more yeah, I think game, about it, that game flopped pretty hard. It was sad. But... Well, and then it had like such hype around it too, knowing yeah. that who the developer was, and also knowing how long it took them to make that game. You know, I think they started developing it at the wrong time. Yeah, mm. I think they were kind of developing it with the intention of dropping it on the PS3. Yeah, and then, uh, and then I know it had time... some crazy bad. Uh, time i reckon if they dropped it on the ps3 it would have been a masterpiece yeah i mean it, it it's clearly it was clearly a playstation 3 game control wise yeah, sure. graphics wise sure. mm-hmm. they just moved it to the ps4 and like it suffered if... because it was stuck in in a generation of games that it didn't fit into quite well if the game came out in 20 uh 11 mm. and not 2016 yeah it would have been, yeah, a whole different experience. Damn, I mean, it's too bad. I mean, you know, you still got ISO and shout. You, you still got two home runs. Eco, you know I mean, yeah, I call ISO. I know it, but yeah, I, <laughs> I just like yeah, Eco, Eco, yeah, of course. Eco. But I mean, yeah. Eco, yeah. most people can uh, refer to it as a masterpiece too. So it's just like you know, he got two really amazing games, like like you know, for sure, for sure, like raise the bar games, and you know, you have one. You know, not so well, but you know, still I know, two two out of three ain't bad, bro. His resume is pretty yeah. damn good. Pretty good. Uh, another good game that came out last year was Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee, yes. uh, which uh, we reviewed back during episode sixteen of Your Element. And if you want to get my full impressions of the game in more detail, I recommend checking that episode out. Other uh, otherwise, this was basically a remake of Pokemon Yellow version, which was on the Game Boy. And uh, I believe they did a fantastic job with it. I know you guys haven't played this game, so I'm just going to run through some quick thoughts on it, and then we'll move to the next one. Uh, but thus far, Nintendo did just release the uh, sales figures on this. Game has already sold 10 million units, and it's only been out for a few months. So a lot of folks were uh, curious about this game, uh, especially with the Pokemon Go mechanics. A lot of people were turned off by that, thought the game was going to flop. Clearly, it's selling very well. It's one of the best uh, Switch titles thus far uh, to date. Um, I believe that they did a great job keeping the soul of the game intact. It really did feel like one of the uh, original uh, Pokemon games. They uh, they did alter very much um, with the story. They kept most of that intact exactly the way you remember it. Um, I, I love the fact that they had the Pokemon in the overworld, and I hope that they keep that in the next generation that's coming out later this year. Not having those Rim Encounters was a blessing um and i really even thought the the pokemon go catching mechanics was fine um i i personally felt like the grind that you normally would get trying to level stuff up uh just fighting random battles that that was thrown out the window completely with this this new mechanic um of being able to just catch stuff and those the the catch combos that they would incentivize you with to potentially chain to try and get shiny pokemon was very well executed I think it looked great. It was uh, definitely the best looking main series game to date just because it is in full 3D. It's not hampered by the, the 3DS or any of the previous systems graphically. So it looks great. It, it feels like what you'd imagine the game looking like 20 years ago when you first played it. So definitely a good remake. I highly recommend it if you're a fan of the series. If you're not, it's a great entry point as well. It's a very, um, it's a very straightforward experience. They've stripped down a lot of the extraneous things that weren't in the original game, like breeding and, and things like that. So it's a very accessible game. You can play co-op with a uh, significant other or 
family member or anything too. So definitely give that a shot. Um, another game that was released last year that performed very well was Spyro, the reignited trilogy. Uh, I got this one for Christmas myself and it was a great nostalgia trip to jump back into. It was uh, rebuilt from the ground up by a different studio called toys for Bob instead of the original developer, which you'll remember was insomniac games, the same group that did the recent Spider-Man for PS4 last year. Interestingly enough, um, did either of you guys play this one? No, I, um, I plan to. So, oh man, I'm, I'm terrible. I'm, I'm not much of a Spyro guy. I, I, I kind of, I dabbled in it. Um, yeah. uh, on the, on the original, on the original games, I think I played Ripter. Uh, is it the second one? Ripto's Rage. Ripto's Rage. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I played, I played quite a bit of it, but I was always more of a crash guy. So yeah. I, um, I just I, there was something about Spyro that didn't grab me as much. However, I do massively appreciate Spyro, um, mm-hmm. and I did I did play a little bit of the remaster remake, sorry, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a lot of fun with it. So I think I might have to kind of jump back into it and kind of almost appreciate it as like a first time, um, yeah, as like a first time playthrough. Yeah, so I'm I'm quite excited you know- to jump back into it at some point. And what's crazy is even as a first time playthrough, like this game is clearly built on the nostalgia for those games, because if you do play it as a modern game, you're going to notice that it's a very, very simple game. Uh, it's it's pretty much a lot of collecting things and moving from different world to different world, uh, but it still holds up very well, surprisingly well in, in uh, this day and age of games that do have these, you know, massively open uh, worlds. This game is very contained because at the time, the limitations for like an open world game uh, were basically con- confined to these smaller levels that felt open, and they kind of uh, mask the open world with you traveling between these different areas. But the game's great. I mean, it's it looks gorgeous on PlayStation Four. Uh, it's got some fun uh, characters and levels. Um, it, it's a great game to really just play with uh, some music on or throw on a podcast and just play and collect stuff because it is. It is really not. Uh, it does require a lot of your attention, um, so to speak. It's it's a very much like a comfort food um, version of a game, which I, I I really do appreciate. Sometimes, you know, you want to sink your teeth into these uh, RPGs that are eighty hour games that you got stories and characters to worry about and battles and, and things like that. Then you you switch it up and cleanse your palate a bit with a game like Spyro, which is uh, it's fine. It's very good uh he controls really well the flames and flying feel just as great as they did back in the ps1 area they they did a great job capturing that movement that that made the spyro game so special so uh i think it compares very well to the original games myself it feels like uh they, they just like we'll get to in a moment with with the crash games they they took what you remembered playing as a child and they yeah. modernized it they just brought it into the the current generation of consoles in a very elegant way that doesn't uh it doesn't feel rushed it doesn't feel cheap it feels like a very a good uh homage to those original games Um, i mean i um i i I grew up like on those platformer games yeah so they they were they were booming those games were booming in the 90s so it was Mm -hmm. like spyro crash uh croc did you ever play croc yeah i remember croc yeah croc croc was a good load of fun gex was another one gex Um, yeah 
Yeah, lo- loads of games like that. All like the they rare were, games, were... Banjo-Kazooie, exactly. Banjo-Tooie, exactly. Donkey exactly. Kong 64. Banjo, yeah, uh, Ape Escape. Um, Ape Escape. Ape Escape. Dude, Bro, that game dude, is phenomenal. Dude, this, this is what I'm saying. These games were Completely absolutely popping. Game. Like, they were absolutely yeah. popping in the 90s. So I, it, they were everywhere. You couldn't help but play one of them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's nostalgia for me, man. Like you said, it's comfort food. So I'm going to have to kind of... I'm going to have to jump like into Spyro. Yeah, it's very good. Very good. It is. Man, they had a they had a deal uh recently. I don't know if they had it in the UK store also, but they had the Crash trilogy and the Spyro trilogy. They did for like they did. thirty bucks. Yeah, dude, that's like, killer. That that's is a killer super price. deal, man. Because these games are they're short individually, but each one comes with three games, so you're gonna get a good uh, a time to sink in. I mean, twenty hours maybe, yeah. 15, 20 hours of gameplay out of out of them. Um, so yeah. yeah, very very fun stuff. Um. Another mascot that has uh, had quite a few remakes um, as well as Crash Bandicoot, uh, which was a couple years ago with the Crash Insane trilogy. It did surprisingly well, beating, I think, everyone's expectations of the game. I, I didn't think, uh, personally, I didn't think it was going to sell as well as it did, uh, oh, especially crap, yeah. over in the UK. It was like on the top of the charts for weeks, it felt like. Uh, for you guys, Matt, uh, you guys really love that Bandicoot. Over yeah, there. we have we have this. We do. We have this <laughs> strange affinity for Crash over here. I don't know what it is. You just love chasing I apples. I don't, I don't know what it is, man. dude. It's not apples, man. It's Wampa fruits. Stop. Wow. Stop. True, true. Stop, stop kidding yourself, man. What's going on? Get it right, dude. Get it he right. just corrected you, bro. It's Wampa, Wampa bro. It's Wampa, it's Wampa fruits, man. But uh, um, out. Uh, <laughs> see you guys next episode. It's all good, bro. It's all good. Um, but yeah, man, you know what it is, right? He was on the cover of all the magazines. You know, he was on all the cheap books. He was on. Yeah. He was on all the TV adverts. Like he was, he was everywhere. And um, mm-hmm. like when when the PlayStation One came to Europe, I think I I don't know when it got released in the US. Was it ninety five? Early ninety five? Mid ninety five? But, um, yeah, that sounds about right. We got, I think we got the PS1 a full year later than Japan. I think we got it at the end of 95. Mm-hmm. And um, kind of like with the PS3, we got it kind of late in Europe as well. But yeah. um, when, when they first started hyping it up, Crash was on the, on the, like, the cover of like, the, the console boxes as well. And um, yeah, Crash is, Crash is a big deal over here. I'm pre- I wouldn't be surprised if... A lot of that, a lot of that hype in the UK was just from me alone. <laughs> uh, I, I was, I was, uh, I was hyping that game up like hell on Twitter and Facebook and yeah. to, all my, to all my friends and everyone, all of my friends that we went to school with. Like we all played Crash when we were kids, so we were, yeah, we were, we were, we were super excited to, to see the game come back. Oh, for sure, and they did such a good job. So for those who aren't familiar or who haven't played this uh, trilogy, it's going to have the original Crash Bandicoot. Uh, Crash 2 Cortex Strikes Back and Crash Bandicoot 3 Warped. Uh, unfortunately, Naughty Dog was too busy working on The Last of Us 2 to give their input, but the game was handled surprisingly well by Vicarious Visions, who have a long track record of successful games themselves in the Crash series. Uh, much of those were on the uh, Game Boy Advance, so they were a lot of like side titles, as well as the Tony Hawk games and Spider-Man, uh, as well as some others. So they did a very, very good job, and I think... This was one of the first big remakes I really feel like of this modern generation. It kind of kicked a lot of this new like wave of remakes off. Um, really where they they just tapped so hard into that nostalgia 
of everybody who played these games in the 90s and they did it again such a great job uh one thing that i was very surprised with uh going back is how hard these games are these I games was are literally just difficult about, dude i was literally <laughs> just about to talk about that like i haven't played the the new trilogy but dude yeah i i really loved crash growing up mm-hmm. that was yeah. one of the main games i played because i had a playstation one for a very long time uh yeah didn't have a playstation 2 for a while uh and so i played it a lot and what's funny is like till this day i was never good at it but i still i still love playing it even though dude i freaking suck at crash they're hard did games you, dude did you ever have awesome, did you ever have the first one on ps1 yeah I sure, I oh my sure god do you remember before well before like the whole memory because the 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 ps1 originally didn't come with memory cards yeah 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 um so they had they just that was like an additional thing that came like a year later but mm-hmm. like when you had to save a game on crash one they gave you like this massive like 20 20 button combination that you had to like write down yeah if you if you wanted to like get back into the game like that is just insane to me. Like if you wanted to load the game, you couldn't just use like a memory card or anything like that. Yeah. Like, well, that that's like very much what they had back in like the even the NES era and Super Nintendo era, where oh, yeah. NES mainly when they didn't have the ability to save to the cartridge themselves, they they would give you those long codes like Metroid. They had I think it was a twenty character code as well. Yeah. Uh, and that you could type in to, to to get back to your progress, which was just as crazy. as for like the difficulty of the game. Though I think they get progressively easier. As the yeah. trilogy goes on, yeah. Oh yeah, so, I, I had me, to put down me, Crash yeah. One and jump into yeah. uh, Crash Two because I was like, "Man, this shit's fun," but like, this is hard as hell, and I don't remember them being this difficult. So I went over to Crash yeah, yeah. Two, and it, it was definitely was a always bit difficult easier. for me. Yeah, in a I good think way. Crash Two. I think Crash Two will always be my favorite. That's the one that I hold close to me. Mm-hmm. Um, Crash Bandicoot Two. Crash Bandicoot Two was actually the first one that I played, and then I went back to play the first one. Uh, yeah and, and it's crazy the, uh, how much of a how much of an upgrade the second game is over the first just in terms oh, of level really design did. in terms of the actual like uh platforming itself and the worlds yeah yeah it was a huge it's, huge upgrade it's like number one was like just dipping their toes in the water and then yeah it, it very much felt like a like a test like two, a beta uh, test for that style yeah. of game i mean this was their first foray foray excuse me into 3d platforming so that was just how naughty dog handled it and uh you know, I, it's it's funny to see how 3D platforming evolved over the years with with different games like Mario 64 that had more of an open world approach um, versus just kind of the the strict like side scrolling or forward to back level design that, that the Crash games did. But they were so they were so unique and so fun and yet still offered such a challenge. I'll always love uh, Donkey Kong 64. Oh, bro, that's one of my favorite games, and I, I feel and like I'm, nobody I'm, likes it, and I, I don't understand, man, because I. I loved that game. <laughs> that I did was a too. game that I, that I had really close to me in the same sense that, that Matt was saying with Crash 2, dude. I freaking yeah. Lo- if they re if they re remade that game from the ground up, I would oh, literally I, oh, I would cry. That would be a I dream. Be, be I'd be all in. I'm I'm very sure I'm very sure they'll probably look into it because I know it's a cult classic. So yeah. I feel like it will. does it does get a lot of hate though. Uh people it got a lot of hate growing up. A yeah, lot of people it, that it, knew it, thought it was trash, and I was yeah, like, because it was I, a collectathon. But I, yeah. I again, I love those kind of games. I actually, the N sixty four that I got was the Donkey Kong sixty four edition. That was the green came with the the game, the green controller yeah. see through. It was yeah. baller, bro. I got that for Christmas or birthday or some shit, and I was Dude, stoked. I got the, uh, 
I got the I got the GoldenEye edition, dude. but it was um, oh. dude, that was a real game. That was Colors, a real game. Colors that was a real game. The <laughs> themes that you could get in your sixty four, like your N sixty four, dude, those were. Those colors were fresh. Those were dude. so baller, dude. I've seen I've seen a, a bunch of uh, like shells you can get for uh, the Switch Joy-Con controllers that are different colors. In fact, Eric Manning, uh, one of the guests that I bring yeah. on the show periodically, he has the purple uh, one, doesn't he? He the has C3. purple. He also he also got that see through yeah. green, bro. And I was like, oh, dude, dude, that looks like my yeah, it looks like my. You, N64. You, you you remember when you were a kid, man, and you looked in like you could see like through like the colors, and you could yes. see like, all of the, like the little elements and everything kind of like moving. Yes, a bit. Mm, that's where first oh, started, so cool. bro. All right, so I I bought a PlayStation Four controller about a year ago, maybe no, it had to be less than that. Uh, it's the it's called Glacier Blue, I think. Yeah, it's a, it's a translucent blue. So that's was, the. Uh, I oh, thought I had a, I thought I bought the same one, but I guess mine's mine's more like yours is platinum. the clear. Yours yeah, is the like, crystal. It's like, like super crystal. gray. Yeah, dude, they look so good though. So Being cool. like the what's, what's uh, like wild the old to school me. PS2 controllers. Yeah, or like yeah, yeah mm-hmm. exactly. Yes, uh, and and actually, it, it reminded me of that, and that's why I bought it because I was like, I had that, I had that PlayStation Two controller that was that similar color. Uh, but yeah, I, I it's wild to look through and see the actual like. The rumble mechanism in the like the base of the controller like hands yeah. that you hold, like there's a, a big one on the left side and a smaller one, yes, and they just yeah. spin around. It's so wild. Look at, it. dude, it spins so fast. It does, dude. I'm like, like holy shit. How, how did is they, that how did... not like exploding like in your hands? Yeah. Like it's crazy. And how it just makes such a precise vibration for certain games is just wild to me. Like I find I'm so fascinated by that stupid ass magnet. I like look down at it when I'm playing. I'm like, holy shit! It is like, cool to just watch it. And you know it, what? It's, it's mesmerizing. The, the whole the whole thing that blows my mind even more when I think about Rumble is that like N64 introduced that like 20 years ago. More yeah, the Rumble like, pack with the Rumble pack. Like if you think yeah, about man. it, man, Nintendo they just changed that whole game. They changed that whole thing. They're yeah, time, like, that's it was massive like with the rumble pack i remember when we i had a rumble pack when i was playing um uh mario 64 and um just like all the different feelings you got when you jump through like the paintings in the wall or like all the different levels like the the initial level when you're going up when you're sailing that mountain and you fight Mm -hmm. that giant bomb dude that's like attached to the chain or whatever that's the dude that's the dude um yeah like i just so remember good. experiencing like the rumble for like the first time and and it just felt so good with the n64 controller you know and um yeah yeah man i hope they i hope they um do a classic version of the n64 oh man i want that so bad i i, I we're would... gonna we're gonna see those games again in some capacity whether they do like a nintendo switch online nintendo 64 style thing that they're doing like with the uh, nes games or or they yeah. bring a classic console, but I, we're gonna see those games again. I mean, all I want is like Mario sixty four, yep, um, Star Fox, Star Fox, Golden Eye, uh, Pokemon Stadium, Ooh, like Pokemon I'm, Stadium, uh, Donkey Kong sixty four. Give me I, that. I, I lost, I lost many an hour to Pokemon Stadium. That is for sure. Oh, that game is so good, dude. Give me Mario Party two, the one with the uh, cowboy hat on. Hell yeah, yes. fire, bro! Damn, Hell, that was good. Oh, that yeah, was a great and, um, game. Damn, Ocarina of Time. Give me some of that as well. Oh yeah. I, I you know what's weird is that I'm not uh I love Ocarina of Time. Uh it's my normally my number one uh game, but Breath of the Wild might beat that. I haven't played it yet. But Dude, uh, wow. 
I know, I know. I still slow, I've been slow, slow it, down, bro. Slow down. <laughs> I'm just slacking it, dude. She did just get a switch, so but I, still, it, it, bro, it will be coming. Uh, it will be coming. You know? But normally, I would say that's my favorite, right? But I can't yeah. now. I, I feel like I have to wait and hold off till I beat Breath of the Wild because obviously it deserves a playthrough. It's uh, fantastic. But dude, I don't know why. Like, I'm not as crazy about them to remake that. If they, if I were to say. If I were to, if you were to tell me like okay you get a game, mm-hmm. Nintendo Nintendo was, mm-hmm. uh that can get remade, fully remade in this you can think about it in the same sense that like you could say like Resident Evil two obviously it's going to be very different but it's just dark <laughs> but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like that exact same model. <laughs> okay, I mean yeah. I think I think as like if if there was a, like a Nintendo game you want remade I mean everyone different like connections to different nintendo games i guess i mean yeah. i know i know matt i know you have a lot more of a love and a lot more of a history and affinity for nintendo games oh yeah um, that's my jam i mean I, I mean i you know i i love nintendo but I, I, I don't have the same kind of knowledge and history of it but i mean if there was a game that i was i was attached to on the you nintendo too, side things no I, no it wouldn't be ocarina of time i mean, i love ocarina of time but for me it would be mario 64 okay. yeah no this, this, was, this is good this is that a good was combo an incredible to have. game. And I'll just to pick one. And yeah. so, so yours would be 64. I, yeah, I, mine would be Mario 64, yeah. I honestly I'd probably think... I'd probably agree with that too, honestly. I mean, after playing Mario Odyssey, like I could almost envision what Mario 64 remake would look like, but just It'd bring it bring it forward, bring it with Odyssey somebody, graphics like somebody, somebody did it um on like the Unreal Engine. They put like in the lobby in the castle oh jesus I wish and it was it literally it. made me want like to they um like mario 64 was like it was light years ahead of its time that's prime dude oh yeah, yeah. it was it, they, it they was really were. prime uh it for incredible sure, game for incredible. me it would have to be the mario 64 or donkey Kong 64 because i still have this oh, weird donkey Kong love for that bro. game I, I put so much i played that game over and over that it just I don't know why I enjoyed it so much. My parents, uh, it, my parents bought me the soundtrack one year, and I was like, "What? Why? Like, why are you buying a game soundtrack for me?" But holy shit, Donkey Kong sixty four soundtrack is fire. It's dude, song. respect everything respect, about that game. I respect your parents for that. Man. Oh, for sure. I, I was, I was like, I was like, why would you? I didn't even know they made soundtracks for games on CD. But I was like, sure, I guess. And damn, you, you better believe that shit was on repeat. I was like. When I wasn't playing the game, I was like listening to that damn soundtrack. It was so good. There's Dude, so it's the same. Good, like, like, I, there's going back to Mario 64. Like, you can basically go on like YouTube and like mm-hmm. the entire soundtrack is there in like one video. Oh, and it's just amazing. About? It's just amazing yeah. to like go back and listen to like yeah. the different, the different menu sounds and like the different oh, yeah. sound effects and the different, oh my God. Like the oh. music in the background playing when you're just running around the castle. And it's just like, yeah, iconic. So good, we talked man. about that in a previous episode. Like they, those deserve. They have every right, and they deserve to be, like, on put all on platforms. Put, yeah, man. Like, why? Why does Nintendo not just release their catalog of of uh, soundtracks for their games, man? So put it on Apple Music. Be... Put it on Spotify. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah as, like, as like a whole like Nintendo playlist. Do you know how it's oh, like? Do you I know would, how many like lists like lists? Money, serious oh, money, yeah. dude. Money. Oh yeah, some yeah. of those sounds are truly iconic. Yeah, they're truly. they're yeah. they're being some damn fools over there. What are they doing, bro? <laughs> oh. That'd be some damn fools. Damn I fools. Keep, I keep having this like problem 
because so I, when I beat Shadow the remake of Shadow of Colossus, um, I really love the soundtrack. I really love it. It's mm-hmm. it's like beautiful. I, I want to have it like playing while I just like sit in my room and just like do nothingness. And and I was trying to find it and I could not find it. I was so mad. I found it, but like not the way I wanted to. Essentially, like I I wish I could just go on Apple Music or Spotify. You had to go on the dark web to get it. <laughs> On the black mar- on that black market, dude. <laughs> I found it not the way I wanted to find it. <laughs> I had to buy it off of this. Uh, I stumbled across it. <laughs> I had to buy it off of this guy from eBay. His name was Tab. Literally just T A B. Tab. Sketchy. I didn't understand. Was he named after the soda that got discontinued? <laughs> completely tab, lying, bro. What the all, fuck is complete, a tab? I just made all that up. But <laughs> I found it on YouTube. But it's just like. I really wish I could just add it to my my library on on dude, Apple Music so, or Spotify, man. Dude, the last 100%. game, the last game that made me feel that way about a score was um, Uncharted Four. Yeah. Oh. So Uncharted in I, general, all of Uncharted, in, Uncharted in general. I mean, I love the original trilogy so much, and the second one to me is still one of the best like action and adventure games of all time. Ever. Is that but, the one that the opened whole, up with the train scene? The train, yes. Dude, that train, dude, that train dude, sequence will always that, be I could, one of the I could greatest. play that until I die. It's so good. Dude, it's unbelievable. And like the, the one part when you're like... um When you're running from the Jeep. when oh, and Yeah, and when oh. you're running from the train and it crashes and it's like rolling uh, down the train track and chasing you uh, down the train track. And it's just like, dude, the, the set pieces in that are insane. But like, yeah, I feel like Uncharted 4, it did not get the love it deserved. No, it did not. It did not. Thank you so no. much for saying that. Yeah, it Thank definitely so didn't. I truly underrated. Think, underrated. I truly that think game is amazing. The ending mm-hmm. is the one of the only games that made me cry. It, I legit had tears coming down my face because it's I have. Unbelievable. I was so close to to Nathan Drake and and the entire franchise. Like it, I don't know how to explain, but like through most of my life, in terms of that franchise. I've always been super in love with it, and so mm-hmm. I've never played. I've never played a better game that has more fluid, like run and gun gameplay. Dude, going I'm from like for... going from like cover to cover, hanging off those ledges, shooting like the, just the the, the gun. The gunplay was just so insanely good of all time for me, easily. And Uncharted, so... Uncharted, Uncharted Four did not get the love it deserved. No, no. Doubt. and I'm super. And and it, you know, I, I've had this argument a lot, but it, it's like I know I'm super biased towards Uncharted, so it's fine. And I don't care. Like it, it is what it is. <laughs> I, I truly, I truly love fight that me, franchise. Talk to Tab about yeah. it. I yeah, truly will be ignorant and just say like, "This is the great. These, these, these games are the greatest games ever to me." Uh, but I, I so agree with that, man. I think two is is still the best, but I think four is literally just right next to it. It's very good. Yeah. The 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 level in number. For when you're in the clock tower and the whole thing just crashes. Oh yes, down. dude, the whole thing. Uh, like, yeah. oh my god, and it like was that. beautiful, man. When you when you're in the when you're in the like, you know, Forbidden City, I guess you could call it, and you're mm-hmm. like going through the library. Yeah, you're trying to find clues. That whole dude, when you discover when you discover Libertali for the first time. Yes, it's so hauntingly beautiful. Unreal. Oh, I, gotta, I gotta go back and replay that game again. Unreal, I, and, then, I, and then you find out. And then you find out that Libertalia is not some... even the place. And then yeah. you've got to go to like, what was it? What was the other place? Um, Devon. Mm-hmm. You go to that place and it's just like, you see all like where the pirates were. You see like the massive tables oh. and like 
like the the wooden when you're going like through the caves the and you see and you all... see the broken down like pirate ships. That place was Dude, insane. That was one it of the coolest unreal. cities I think one I've of seen. The in most game. beautiful thing. I took ever. so many pictures there, like photo mode. I was like, I I spent I still have them on that game. Yeah, I have them on my phone <laughs> now. I uh, oh, and Uncharted. I both have like over five hundred pictures. It's ridiculous. I still think my favorite um my favorite city to ever discover in any Uncharted game was the one at the end of Uncharted Three. You know that paradise yes. city, that hidden like between the pillars city, or, uh, the one hidden in the sand, basically. That portion was crazy too because you you're tripping out on you got, because of the stuff you drink. Super, yeah, like, mm-hmm. for a second, yeah, it it gets all yeah. insane, and then you. I, think... I swear, I swear, if Drake's on a trip for that whole game, the number three, like he oh, gets, sure, he gets yeah. like he gets like he's drinking something, and he's oh, and then he's and, then he's, out, and then... he's in the desert, and he's going crazy. Oh my god, god. yeah, that's. When you're falling out of that plane, when you do, when you're falling out of that plane, you're hanging on to like that was one of the greatest moments. Unreal, and there's no way that all of those crates—they're just literally hanging there, like none of nothing's nothing's like disconnecting and falling off. Like there's no, (laughs) there's like there's like no way. Like I felt like I was playing like a Bond movie or something. Yeah, that shit was wild, dude. Uh, dude. Also, the the very end, like no spoilers, but when you get to play Crash Bandicoot on the PlayStation One, that shit was wild, dude. I was that was amazing. I was like, I was like, what, what? Like this is so sick. It forces you to play, like yeah, yeah, two seconds. But yeah, yeah. But like they just kept it in its original form, and like this is just well before, yeah, well before we knew about the insane trilogy. So it was just wild to be able to play that again. You're like, but I think I think that started definitely started the hype. Yeah. around yeah. like a potential crash read oh, that's, yeah. that's when that's when everyone was like wow you're like oh shit i remember I this forgot about crash yeah exactly yeah <laughs> i need that again bring that back yeah, uh speaking of speaking of something else that got brought back another popular sony franchise that saw a remake a few years ago was ratchet and clank which yes. delighted a lot of people and was just a purely fun experience to run it through. It was uh, extremely well reviewed, if I remember yeah, correctly. Yeah, it was. Very, uh, very well reviewed. It was basically a, a reimagining of the original 2002 PlayStation 2 game, which was also developed by Insomniac Games right after the conclusion of the original Spyro trilogy. Uh, the game was also included as a free download during PlayStation Plus, I want to say a couple years ago. So if that's in your backlog, it's definitely worth a playthrough. Uh, did you, did either of you guys play through Ratchet & Clank? Yeah, uh, I, I, played, I, played, I believe yeah. I played almost every Ratchet and Clank game because I freaking adore that series. Um, it's so much fun. It's just such it's, a. I, 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 yeah, yeah, I, I think I split a lot of my time between like uh, those games, uh, the Sly Cooper games, the uh, Jack and Dexter games. They kind of all blend together for me in a number of ways because they were all similar to an extent. Sly was a little bit more uh, sneaky and had some I love cool. Sly Cooper. Yeah, Sly Cooper was fun. That'd be a um, great uh, re- remake too. Yeah, definitely would. Um, but I, I really think Ratchet and Clank was probably my favorite of those, just because of all the weapons that you got. I mean, the weapons and were just weird. so love, over the top, dude. So weird. The level, the levels were always usually pretty awesome. There was a lot of yeah. secret stuff, like you, you'd have to like yes. explore. Um, there. A lot of collectibles. The world was, were like, yeah, just beautiful, uh, futuristic. I really like the vibe that came off of uh, the Ratchet and Clank games, and they're just so well written. They're fun. Yeah, they're, they're fun. Like funny. Very, yeah, I, I think that's what everyone loves about it is because it can have, it can be serious for like a moment, and then it will just give you that kind of like light undertone that makes mm-hmm. you kind of remember that you're playing like a, a more kind of like comedic game. 
And I just, like you said about like the over to- the over the top weapons, that, that is just insane on Ratchet and Clank. Like you'd be having oh, yeah. like these rocket launchers that are like three times the size of you, and it's just like, <laughs> how, like how is just this causing tons mayhem, of food dude. carrying this thing around? Yeah, it's just nuts. Right. It's uh, so, d- yeah. I also this- appreciate uh, now that I'm older and understand that all of the titles for those games were all sexual innuendos. Yes. So sexual, dude. Like, like what I, is I, that I didn't- all about? <laughs> I had no idea when I was younger, but I'm looking I back no on these either. titles and I was like, holy shit. These guys, they knew what they were doing. What's dude, funny too crack, is I think... A crack in time? Like, come on. Yeah. Like, I, think my, I think my dad always knew booty, about that yes. stuff. Full frontal assault. Come on now. Uh, I, I think I think my dad always knew about those because he was the one that used to always buy me like Ratchet and Clank because he knew I really liked Ratchet and Clank. And yeah. he always got them for me. And so realizing that later on, I feel like he probably because my because my dad's who realistically got me into video games because he was the one that had like a Nintendo and the 64 like he was, he was the one that was always into video games and it got me into video games and then the rest of my family. So I feel like he knew about that in a weird way. And it was just like <laughs> a fun little joke to himself. Like when you take your kid to go see Shrek, because I know I know there's mad references in that movie. At all really watching yeah in, in the first I need to go back and rewatch shrek dude bro shrek is some <laughs> freaking crazy stuff behind the scenes you don't realize <laughs> you don't realize dude until you watch it it's amazing damn um uh one other thing i want to say too about the 2016 ratchet and clank the remake is uh the Mr. game's Sir beautiful Kong. dude uh that game was one of the first like games that really felt like uh like pixar level quality oh, animation yeah. like they did such a great job and i was like <laughs> blown away very, uh it's a very it's very it's quite a lush looking game isn't it it is yeah it's funny yeah. that you say that because it came out of the movie like right at the same time and that didn't do so well but no, the, the game bombed bro the game and was I, amazing the game was great yeah i actually uh, i was hyped to see the movie that's all that matters and, yeah i did not even see the movie because i was like yeah i saw that shit was garbage it and... it, it, it bombed dude because like yeah. people people associate ratchet and blank with video games at right. the end of the day so when they heard that there was a movie coming out and the, the, the timing was poor as well wasn't it so like you've got the game yeah. you've got the film like just watch the what don't worry about the movie just play the game that's what we're here for yeah, yeah as exactly. long i mean hey the the game was amazing and realistically that's the that's where where it counts i think the most so um there's also a character in the remake called mr zircon and if you don't know about him Good lord, please go look him up because probably one of the greatest side characters I've ever seen. Is that the, uh, <laughs> the like the big goofy superhero, like over the top dude? Not that guy. There is okay. this guy, there is this little machine that you can activate while you're playing called Mr. Zircon. Oh, yes, yes. He, he had like, he's just like a little robot. Truly, voice. He's a little robot and he just comes yeah, yeah. out and just murders. He just kills yes, people. Yes, yes. <laughs> like, like to the yes, fullest bro. extent. Full, he's the best thing about the entire game. I'm telling you right now. Mr. He, Zircon is looking you, to you kill you. You summon him. You summon him and he his quips. Oh my God. I, I literally wanted to just keep bringing him out so I can listen to him talk. Because he would say <laughs> the freaking best things, dude. He'd tell something like, tell your mom Mr. Zircon came, Mr. Mr. Zircon came for you or something like that. He, he would say <laughs> super, but he says it in like this. And it's funny because he's this little robot, right? So you don't expect him to sound like this. But he talks and he has like this super um, kind of like, you know, intimidating voice. He's like, yeah, nah, 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 and he talks like that. He's this little guy. And then suddenly he starts killing people and you're like, holy crap, this fool is an army in one little in one little like midget robot. It's crazy. absolutely <laughs> amazing. His quips were literally like 
making me cry of laughter. So, so good. Never forget Mr. Zircon. If you can look up his voice lines, I've done it before. I literally just go on Google. Never forget. People actually look it up. There's like a whole Reddit section on it, if I remember correctly. It's so good. Damn, bro. I'll have to to go back and reminisce on those. Uh, all right, so those those are the games that we uh, we've all kind of agreed upon as being a good remix, uh, definitely worthwhile checking out. So I want to quickly touch on before we finish up here, um, just some games that have yet to come out, but we know are on the horizon. Uh, I, I picked out a handful of remakes that are very anticipated, probably the most anticipated of those being Final Fantasy VII remake. Oh yes. Uh, which was shown off way back in 2015 during the Year of Dreams uh, E3 event that Sony had where they showed off Final Fantasy VII, uh, The Last Guardian, as well as Shenmue three, and announced that it was going to be an episodic approach. And then we heard maybe about a year ago that I think they rebooted that whole thing and they're starting fresh. So I have no idea what's happening and if this game will ever come out. But uh, what are you guys thinking about Final Fantasy VII Remake? All I know is what they showed. Yeah. Oh, it was so good. It, oh, yeah. And that's I just remember that... I just remember hearing like the crowd explode as soon as they Oh yeah. As that soon was as insane. like the camera like panned down. Yeah. And they re- and they realized what they were watching. And it was just like, what is going Holy on shit. here? I yeah. don't know what, what's gonna happen, but if they just keep whatever they were showing, it's gonna be great. Yeah, I'm I'm yeah. curious to see if they keep the episodic approach. I don't know how that game will work episodically, but who knows? Square Enix is always down to pull some weird shit. So uh, maybe we'll see that game on PlayStation 6 or things. So exciting. Um, so don't hold your breath. Uh, another game that is coming out, though, this year uh, is Medieval. 2033. Which, 2033, bro. Resident Evil 6 remake, Final Fantasy 7 remake coming out at the same time. It's going to uh, come out. It's going to come out the year that Metro is actually set in. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> 2033. 2033, oh, bro. Let's hey, go. Maybe, maybe we'll get Cyberpunk then, too. Who knows? It might be a great oh, year, yeah, 2033. <laughs> Uh, another game coming out later this year, uh, which I I didn't actually ever play back in the day, uh, is Medieval. Did either of you guys play that on PlayStation One? Uh, yeah, it was I a game did. that I always wanted to be about, and I never yeah. got to. So always wanted to be about that one. So Medieval one actually that was very popular, I think, over here as well in the UK. Yeah. Um, it was like on all the demo discs when it came out, or before it was coming out, and then the the the, the big release. So I'm actually quite. I'm happy actually that they kind yeah. of, they're showing they're showing that one a bit of love because I feel like I feel like Medieval was quite slept on. Um, yeah, that's that's kind yeah. of the consensus of it. It's it's a, another like cult classic, but uh, something that that folks really did enjoy playing. Yeah, I, I hope I hope it's I hope it's great. I hope people love it. I hope it actually brings a whole new audience. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm to, I'll definitely to, jump to in. Franchise. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm excited to we don't have a date yet, but it's just 2019. Uh rumors are that it might come around Halloween, which makes sense because it features a skeleton named Sir Daniel Fortesque. Uh, yes. so that will be quite fun. But uh it's like a hack and slash adventure game. So again, it's gonna be a PS1 era game that's just brought forward. So don't expect probably a, a super deep experience, but should be something fun to pick up and play nonetheless. Oh yes. Uh, another game that's coming this year that will absolutely be fun. I know that Matt is uh, overly hyped for this one is uh, Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled, yes, which will be yes. out June 21st. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, Matt? I know we talked about this a while ago, but what what's your current hype level? At? I don't know, bro. Like I, 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 I'm I'm trying to quell my excitement just a little bit because because <laughs> um, I just know that if I let it get out of control and I 
because I, I I adored Crash Team Racing so much. Mm-hmm. I, I I still feel like to this day it's the it's the only cut racer that can hold a candle to Mario. Yeah. Um, it's it's just so well designed, like everything, like from the the tracks to the power ups to the like the adventure mode that we talked about before. Yeah. Uh, I actually I actually can't wait for you to get it, dude. And tell dude, tell I'm, me what I'm, you think about I'm it. definitely gonna be picking um, it up. Yeah, because I I hardly remember that game. I remember bits and pieces. Yeah. Of it. Yeah. Uh I I I just generally haven't really been into like racing games my whole life. So like I bought like every Mario Kart just cuz I'm a pleb and I buy every Nintendo game but But no, I I you know, those are games that I pick up, I play a little bit and then I kind of get over pretty quickly. Uh, same same with the Gran Turismo series on PlayStation. I would buy those periodically. I'd play around with them. I'd you know, it was fun kind of like simulation aspect of like the car stuff, but uh i even got so quote unquote into it for a moment on ps3 i think i bought like the whole racing wheel setup with like the pedals and i was like all right this is it i'm gonna get into this game and then i like played one round and i was like all right i'm over it um yeah yeah, i just i racing games have never been like my go-to genre um that being said i did play crash i had crash team racing back in the day i do remember like bits and pieces but yeah i'm I'm definitely going to pick it up. It seems like a great alternative to Mario Kart, especially when you've got friends. I'm I'm looking forward to going through that adventure mode though because that's usually what like uh racing games tend to lack a lot of times is like a true campaign that's not just a grand prix over and over again. Yeah, so, just like just like the whole element of going from different worlds and different like time warps and yeah and just different like having having the ability to kind of like just cruise around like before right. even jumping into a race is is just it was almost it was unheard of in the, in the late 90s you know so it's sure yeah it's uh yeah it's huge i think people are so hyped for this and i'm i'm massively excited Do, have they got like a price on it yet uh 39 yeah that's yeah. decent that's decent yeah, that's fine yeah, that's perfect yeah yeah, yeah that's yeah. absolutely fine yeah so i'm i'm looking forward to that that's june 21st uh another game that's coming out sometime in the future uh is system shock which is a uh, yeah. uh bioshock's spiritual predecessor it's a game that came out a long long time ago um and it's currently being funded on kickstarter as well as a couple other backer platforms they've raised almost uh 1.5 million dollars which is incredible they've got um yeah it's a lot yeah they've got uh industry vets working on the game that worked on fall at new vegas uh some folks from bioshock as well as mass effect series working on the title and this is a uh, first person shooter action adventure game uh, funny, funny story about this really quickly. Um, when I built my first gaming PC back in 2012 era, um, I was I, Bioshock's one of my favorite series of all time. So I heard about System Shock and I was like, oh, like this is the game that kind of inspired Bioshock in, in a number of ways. I really want to go check this game out. Um, but it's like a really old 90s game. Like uh, I, I, I looked in online and I think it was on sale for like two dollars and forty nine cents on Steam at the time. I was like, I was like, holy shit! Like, it was only available on PC. I wouldn't be able to play it on my Mac. So I was like, damn! Like, I just want to buy a PC so I can basically play System Shock, which doesn't need any modern PC at all. But I went out ahead anyway and, and built like a two thousand dollar PC because I had the expendable income at the time and had no other means to spend it on. So I was like, yeah, I'll do this. I'll, I'll you know, build a PC. So I did it. I got on Steam. I bought System Shock. I bought a bunch of other shit. And to this Never day, I'm just, 
a library of games I'm ne- probably never going to touch. Did you play System Shock? Okay, so I booted it up. I played maybe an hour, and I was like, this game sucks ass, and I stopped playing. <laughs> so <laughs> that's, that's the funny story. That's my Man, story of System God. Shock. You quite literally uh, so, spent $2,000 my... for nothing. <laughs> my friend, I had, I, had a, I had a buddy I used to go to school with, and he was exactly the same. He had like a... He had like a super high end like PC, and this is like back in uh, probably around the same time, uh, maybe a bit earlier. Yeah. Um, and and he all he would do was play Fallout One and Two on there. <laughs> Bro, like I'm, so talk- I'm talking yeah, those like are, those I'm are like isometric. Like, <laughs> yeah, like you don't need any of that for that. No, those Some, are those like, are back when you were those like yeah, that's, that's so nuts. That's that's so yeah, nuts. dude. And this and I'm talking. This is like 2000. I say maybe 2007. Now I think about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he had he had like Elder Scrolls Oblivion on the shelf. He had like all these games that were like, oh my you god, needed you, you needed a bit of power for you know, right, right. And um, and, and he's just sat there chilling with like a can of Coke and like Fallout Two. And I'm just like I'm just like dude, like what are you doing with your life? Like you're literally like you have this insane PC. Oh, yeah. Like use it, you know. Yeah. And um, oh well, nice, man. but that's all right. You know, that's whatever, good, whatever brings them joy. I feel like uh, that's basically my PC for I, I, I hardly play it. And and over the years, I, I have dabbled in certain things on it. But I generally just play like indie games on there. And I was like, why? Yeah, why I'm did not... I like why did I put all this money into this computer that like does they I could run these games on a potato with, you know, it's, it's the same. I'd probably, dude, I'd probably build it and just play the first Diablo on it. That's it. Yeah, I think uh, mostly I, I kind of just want the experience of like seeing if i could do it you know just like i'd never done that before and i did it so it was like okay cool i did the thing now let me play system shock oh wait this game's really old and i wasn't into it so oh if i'm being super honest i'd probably play roller coaster tycoon more than anything dude did you just read my mind i was just about to say roller coaster tycoon <laughs> mats you, you best believe i bought that shit and i was, was like oh not? my gosh yes was it not dude, dude. roller coaster tycoon the first one that, tycoon. Game, that game was I put one and two it was like, so good, dude. Like I always tried to build like a custom that. coaster and just fucked it up. And I was like, I you know, did. I, bro, yeah, I, I was did. the same. I was the same with like log flumes. Yeah. yeah. So like, <laughs> so 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 one of the first levels, one of the first levels, I think it was like the second or the third one was a leafy lake. Yeah. Yes, where, where, yes, where you've I got that, that huge lake in the middle, right? And you've got like mm-hmm. the, the the mud path around. I released the that game like like three years ago on on iPad, but I, I picked it up. It was like ten bucks. It's the so, original Roller Coaster Tycoon, just like optimized dude, for a touch So screen. straight away, right? You have the option to build, you know, like the, the really small stalls and things like that yes. and to, to get the yeah. park going. Nope. I just opened the park straight away, right? And I just chucked it. <laughs> I chucked, like, I just dumped like $10 million. The best moments, though? I just dropped like $10 million on this log flume, which no <laughs> one was going to write. Like, but it's not about that. It's about seeing how crazy you can make it. Oh, yeah. Dude, I was right? balling. You'd make so ridiculous. You'd make some ridiculous track, like absolutely mind blowing, right? Because that's what that's how it is. Like I want to make yeah. this coaster the nuttiest coaster I've ever seen. You know what I mean? And just see how far I can take it. And then you run out of money, and like halfway done. Like you know, you know, you made a successful coaster when the exit area is just lined with puke on the sidewalk. Yes. You're like, yeah, dude, yeah. And I fuck you, you, can, you you cannot hire enough handymen to clean no. that shit. Like I used to get pissed off, just... dude. 
There you go. Just just why didn't hire anybody? Why did everybody puke at that park there? I, I, used, to, you, I used to let it. I used to just let it sink, dude. Because I used to get mad. Dude, I used to be like, you know, so what, much bodily puke? fluid happening in puke? the game. Dude, the, the, the most frustrating part is because you forgot, like, when you hired a handyman and you forget to check off, like, not to water the plants or not to yes. cut the yeah. grass. Like, they there's literally an entire day. pavement. There's literally an entire pavement full of puke, and they are right, and they're right next to it. Just yeah. mowing the lawn. Like <laughs> I'm just like I'm just like, dude, do your job. Like do your job. He had to just job, walked bro. into work. Bro, like checked his shift and was like, oh, okay, I'm mowing the lawn. He's like, I am I not cleaning up that puke. I'm, I'm not just mow, I'm mowing the lawn. Dude. I don't like, get I'm... paid enough to do this shit. Yeah, I, yeah. And it's like it's like you know when like um you get like an alert and the the thing just happens at the bottom. Like, duh, duh, duh. It tells you it tells you yeah. uh you know yeah. whatever. Guests are complaining that, you know, the place is disgusting. Literally, that is how it was. Like, it was nonstop. It was like my phone mm -hmm. just going off. You always got it. Uh, every time. always came. Every ice. time, dude. I every literally time. got mad at, at a certain point. I was just like, well, you, you want to throw up? You're just going to walk in it because I'm tired of this. Or did, I'm, I'm not even going to you ever? Or did you ever buy or did you ever, like, get the roller coaster, the loop, the loop, and then just speed it up too quick yes, so the thing yes. shoots off the end and it just kills everyone? <laughs> dude, like... <laughs> Oh my oh, god, man. that game was a blast, bro! It was. So it really good. was. It was it so was. good. You know, it was good because my, like, my mom would play it. You know what I mean? Like it, and my mom. You know, nothing, nothing wrong with your mom playing video games, but I'm just saying, like, my my mom doesn't ever play video games. She played. She used to play Mario a lot, but every other game, like, she would never like. She was like, "It's not Mario. It's not really my thing." Dude, we got Roller Coaster Tycoon, and at that game point. Over my family had to share that computer that was like our family computer right because nobody had we didn't have multiple computers we had like yeah one, i was in my house yeah exactly the same yeah we had like one dell computer i think it had like an hp monitor some some weird uh and literally we would have to take turns we'd get like three hours and literally it was between me my mom and my sister because my brother was like not born yet i don't believe and or that or he was an infant so he didn't really matter in this case but that sounds bad but we would literally <laughs> take turns he's an we infant would, bro we he would literally all matter. take turns playing roller coaster tycoon and and i and if we i like i couldn't play on my mom's on my mom's um you know park i can't because then i'm gonna ruin it for her you know what i mean and, and the same yeah. way like Nobody could touch each other's part. It was so, it was so good, dude. It's I was the same, man. I was the same. Like you know, when you you go to load game and you can literally look for all the different parts. I was literally tagging my name on every single one. Like, do not touch. Don't you dare. Like don't I you like, like. Don't you dare. Like I've built up like such an income on this park. If you dare go in there and and like demolish one toilet block or one candy floss store or something like that, <laughs> I'm literally gonna just yeah tear you a new one. But also it's, uh, the uh, this the intro, the soundtrack again, freaking soundtracks, dude. Uh, the yeah. intro song, I think it was for the second game, dude. I used to always uh, whistle that song. It had like <laughs> yeah. a specific theme. It gets in your head, and also you know the music you hear in like the bumper cars in the first game. Yes, dude. Oh, oh my man. gosh. Or like uh, or like the the merry go round, something like that. It's just like oh my god. It just so I actually had a, a conversation with a coworker recently who also was really into. Tycoon, she said she used to play all the time. How cool would it be if they released a roller coaster tycoon game that you can have multiple people on a server, let's say like four, right? And you're all you can either work together on one park and try your hardest to get it going 
and maintain oh, it. it'll obviously make it'll be more yo you have to make it more challenging but you know you maintain it you work together or you can split it into four different parks and you're competing against each other for who can make the most income like bro who can have the best ratings think about how cool that game would be because i'd I would be all in on that i would i would, I, I would stream it i would literally be all in it would be that would be that would be so i would i would bet money right now that i'd shred at that game they got honestly. the uh, they on they they did they did this with um balloon tower defense they did something very similar where there's one there's this game people used to be crazy on it and they would do it on mobile you literally stream on their ipad it was sick but you would like fight each other but you you were trying to stay alive so it was like who can stay alive the longest and you can like after a certain amount you can send like your own type of challenges towards the other player so it would make it harder for them in the same sense in roller coaster tycoon what if you could do that you're you're working on your park and and if you reach like a, an achievement you can send like something over to their park and make it harder for them and they could do the same and you have to see nah. who like dude it, it could be so cool they should remaster they should remaster roller coaster tycoon just do it just do it dude do it, you cowards. All right, use well... The, use uh, the same engine as Resident Evil 2. I imagine we could continue this conversation indefinitely, but we do need to bring it to a close. So I want to thank you guys both for joining me today while we reminisce <laughs> about reminiscing about old games. Uh, Matt, where can folks find you online? Uh, super easy. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, so Twitter, Instagram is at Matt Jeffrey, M-A-T-T-J-E-F-F-R-A-Y. And then Facebook is Matt Jeffrey. You'll find me. Sweet. Adrian, what about you? Um, I'm not so simple. I have a Twitter <laughs> and an Instagram. Uh, they're both under the username AD2Sterling. And it's pretty easy to find me there. Um, I have a YouTube with a lot of stuff on it. It's under Sanctified02. That's my username. I also have uh, an album out and some other songs. Uh, I'm really into music. And my name there is adrian but the a's are v's so v-d-r-i-v-n go check it out you might find something you like yeah buddy support the cause and once again if you have any gaming related questions you'd like to ask me either tweet at me at iye podcast or email me at the email address hello at in your element podcast.com i'll answer your questions on the next episode and if you enjoy the podcast consider visiting patreon.com slash in your element and supporting at the $1 level or above to receive all future episodes early and ad-free, gain Patreon-exclusive role in the In Your Element Discord server, where you can hang out and chat with myself and other Elementalists, be eligible for giveaways, attend Patreon hangouts, and more. And don't forget to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast service you use to consume the show on, and leave a review if you enjoy the content. Until next time, see you later, Elementalists. Thank <laughs> you.